Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In. Welcome to the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In. My name is Joe Connor, and returning from last week for our 11th WrestleMania, we are tantalizing it right now, is Mohammed Fathy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to WrestleMania! That was... I don't think I know it, but then... It was, it was close. Uh, you, you, had, you, you had your heart in it. Plus, yeah, I'll we, get it next time. We also have James Blanton. Uh, salutations, good morning, and welcome to this special once in the every four years podcast, because today is February 28th. <laughs> well, it's, the, the, well, the 28th happens every year. Uh, yeah, I was going to think. <laughs> yeah, but it, maybe it doesn't fall on recording day that much. Uh, well, I guess it would be once in every six years. Yeah, see, there you go. So we, so we, are we doing this live? Yes, we are live, pal. We're going. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <laughs> you got, or you got, you got to just do. Uh, what's his name? The guy from Fox News, uh, Little Riley. It just like, I'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> I, it. At, at first, I was gonna say, does it look like any of us watch Fox News? But okay, I know who he is. So <laughs> yeah, me too. I, and I knew what he was talking about. But yeah. Thank you. yeah. <laughs> well, I saw that video on Stephen Colbert. I didn't. See <laughs> I don't. I don't are, get Fox News out here, guys. It's are, not that. Are, are, are you? Are you <laughs> sure? I, I'm. I'm pretty sure your Fox News is bread and butter. They. 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 They love Muslims on Fox News. <laughs> they do. They do. Just not in the of, you know, <laughs> Caucasians. <laughs> And also joining us is the host of Executioner 1-Up, Pete Guest. Yes. Nice plug. Thank you very much. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. I hope we're all well on this glorious day. So let's get right into talking about WrestleMania 10. Well, la- la- WrestleMania 11. Well, oh, 11, I, my I, yeah, apologies. Bad, bad sorry. News, I'm sorry, you, mi- you missed 10, man. You missed, you missed the cutoff for 10. <laughs> um, last, last week, Mohammed and I talked about what WrestleMania means to us so uh shoot it to you guys like pete what's wrestlemania mean to you well it's it's a holiday for starters um it's the one time of year where i can uh go and see my friends um it's it's brought me to brought me into a community it's made it's made me have three extremely close friends um and it's just. I think, I think he's talking about us. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my god! Um, that's so that's so cool. <laughs> it's just a wonderful thing, like that. This this pay per view has brought people from all around the world together, and it, it it it's deep in my heart. This WrestleMania that it's brought us all together as a unit. You know, we're all brothers. We've brought you know we've created a podcast from all of this for God's sake. You know what I mean? Look how far we've come. It, um, you know, it's it's the greatest thing ever. I can't I can't say no more than that, really, <laughs> without tearing up. <laughs> you got you got to start the podcast off by hitting me right in the feels, man. That's, That's right. <laughs> Sorry, <not cool. laughs> but I love but I love you, man. Thank you, love you Thank too, you. Bud. James Blanton. What? <laughs> how about you? Well, I have no love in my heart, so I'm definitely so. But anyway, bro, bro, WrestleMania, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> um, a WrestleMania is always a good time, you know. In the year, good storylines for WWE. I've been to one live. I have not been to many. You all, gentlemen, but hopefully one day we'll do that. But hopefully next year, yeah. 
Yeah, but WrestleMania has always been a bucket of wrestling fan to go to live and experience and be there for the spectacle and the shows and everything. But I always enjoyed WrestleMania and it's always been good. You know, stop, stop turning to a seven hour marathon session, but mm-hmm. we'll talk about that <laughs> later podcast. But always enjoyed it. Always the best memories, best matches to me are from WrestleMania and stuff yeah. like that. Well, all right. Yeah, two, week, two weeks from now, we uh, two weeks from now we'll uh, unpack your experience at WrestleMania more at WrestleMania. It was twenty two, right? The one in Chicago, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think twenty six. Twenty six was Phoenix. Twenty two, right? The the one where yeah, twenty two was Chicago. Was... Yeah, yeah, it was twenty two. Yeah. Mysterio and Seymour. Yeah. Yeah, so two weeks from now we'll two unpack weeks. your experience. I think we should. Yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, I forget the boogeyman too. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so today we're doing WrestleManias eleven through fifteen because last week we were going to start doing it by tens, so but we got a little carried away with uh doing yeah. doing doing ten. Ten of them. And there was only and there was only two of us. <laughs> so uh, now we're just doing it by the fives, and there's four of us. So who knows what'll happen? Um, yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania 11. Um, it's an it's one of the weaker ones, in my opinion. Um, it's it's funny though. Like it was for, uh, first time I saw it was <clears throat> like a regular VHS, but the VHS copy I own that came inside the WrestleMania box set. It's an odd cut. It's like the Uncore presentation. It's hosted by Roddy Piper, and he keeps throwing it to you know cutaway scenes and everything. Yeah. It's very. It's I. I was like, ah, why? Why is it this version? Because um, when I first popped that one on, it, I was like, this is not the same one that I rented like two years ago. This is completely different. So. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Like cool, it it sounds is. like a cool. It is. It's 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 one of those things cool. where I'm kind of glad that I have it because it's so fucking weird. Um, mm-hmm. But did I, they I, cut did they cut anything out or is it... no? I, uh, it's like it's him talking and like he'll be like saying you know uh, like the first match is blah 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 and then all of a sudden you know it cuts to the arena and it has you know all the entrances then it cuts back to him and then. He'll talk about like what happens next, and it has all the backstage segments and everything. Um, that must have been that must uh, must have been awkward for the Bret Hart and Bob Backlund match. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> like they even um, like what do you say? They they had the the uh, the cut like even all the uh, the celebrity stuff. Like this one was loaded with like random ass celebrities. Like it yeah, had, like... I was thinking about it. Like if we were saying that you know between six and ten, they cut back on the celebrities 11 was like a celebrity overload yeah almost too much um yeah. like ra- just like random shit like jonathan taylor thomas playing chess with uh bob backland and everything yeah. oh yeah that was <laughs> that was amazing though <laughs> um who's the, who's the 35th president of the united states <laughs> they think they know everything so th- this one here it's definitely in the heart of the new generation era um, where it's like at least WrestleMania 10 you still had like a little bit of like a classic feel this it's, is that uh, yeah it, 
yeah, you'd say WrestleMania 10 was the bridge between the Golden Age and new generation basically new generation yeah. this one I'm, I'm calling it the golden age you know because just the you know my preferences yes and this one here it it, it really just it, it feels like 1995 completely through and through um especially with those celebrities <laughs> are pure 90s <laughs> yeah it, like it, Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy. So yes. yeah, exactly. There, nothing screams '90s more than that. No. Uh, um, first match we had Lex Luger and the British Bulldog defeating the Blue Brothers. They had uh, Razor Ramon with One Two Three Kid beating Jeff Jarrett um, with the Roadie. So a little bit of a future DX atmosphere yeah. going on, winning it by DQ. The Undertaker defeated King Kong Bundy, um, which by the way I. I enjoyed a lot of that stuff going in because I kind of liked uh, the whole Million Dollar Corporation going after The Undertaker at that time period. Um, uh, Owen Hart and Yokozuna, which was the mystery team, defeating the Smoking Guns for the tag titles. Bret Hart beating Bob Backlund. Diesel retaining the WF Championship over Shawn Michaels. And that had to have been the main event, correct? Yes? Oh, wait, nope, there is one more match. There's a match that is bigger than the WWF Championship match. It's Lawrence Taylor defeating Bam Bam Bigelow in the main hey, don't event. Be um, Pete, what did you think of WrestleMania 11? Um, from from looking at this, it doesn't look like the most exciting WrestleMania. I have seen it, but long, long time ago. So, off the top of my head, I can't really recall certain moments i'm not a walking encyclopedia like you guys when it comes to wrestling i tend to forget especially the older stuff you just call us nerds no so. no of course not <laughs> <laughs> hey i wish i had half the knowledge of the wrestling uh you knowledge you have <laughs> it's, you i just forget a lot <laughs> where he, where he... wow wow <laughs> wow he butter us up with that open and then yeah and then just stick it right in there exactly okay. <laughs> i see it yeah i see so it uh, they don't call him folks they don't call him the executioner for nothing nope <laughs> just like pete dunn he's breaking fingers am i right james yeah yeah this guy yeah he's gonna he's gonna make fun of us to the bitter end <laughs> oh god um so yeah, I, I can't really remember too much of it. it uh, just little bits. I remember the um, Owen Hart Yokozuna match against Smoking Guns. I, I was yeah. quite a big fan of Yokozuna back in the day. Um, so, uh, what did you think about the uh, Lawrence Taylor main event WrestleMania instead of the championship? It it doesn't sound gr- good at all. I can't even remember who Lawrence Taylor is, if I'm honest. So for him to be in a main event at WrestleMania, well, well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't remember because you're not American, and this guy plays American football. So, oh, that guy, yeah, I remember yeah. this, but yeah, but it, but Pete uh, watches, uh, he watches some football. I think he watches more football than like, <laughs> I know he watches way more than I do. Than half of this panel right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I vaguely remember that now. Um, yeah. But like like you said earlier, Joe, I think it was just oversaturated with um, special guests and like celebrities, especially having a, a NFL player. Where it plus it also had a Steve Mongo McMichael. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I don't know who that is. But as a he was a, a four horseman in WCW. Oh, okay, okay, I wasn't. You know, uh, 
Deborah, Deborah's first husband. Yeah. Or okay. Yeah, the long, guy long black ponytail. He he had a very memorable feud with James Blanton's favorite wrestler Goldberg. <laughs> no, oh, no, God, that's he bullshit. He did, didn't <laughs> he? Yeah, they had oh they had a God, feud yeah, over a kept, Super Bowl kept, ring. Yeah, he kept trolling oh, wow. them all the. Yeah. So yeah, he's, uh, he's responsible for a lot of you know horrible looking botches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, there's even like a Twitter account. Uh, oh, there is, yeah. Dedicated to that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I remembered on my top of my head. But... So yeah, um, vague memories of this. It doesn't look like a great card, but I'm sure it was all right. So. You know, well, was this the shortest WrestleMania in history? I think so. It doesn't. I look... mean, I mean, C for one. I think one was the shortest. Uh, like one, the longest match was 13 minutes long. No, 20. 20. Oh, sorry, sorry. I just yeah. missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, even, even that, that's still like quite even, short. Even, but... even in the middle of, you know, like a uh, WrestleMania like this, Shawn Michaels has to go out and do a 20-minute match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you so, think, yeah. uh, James? Well, WrestleMania 13. 13? Not 13, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's 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 getting ahead of me. No, I'm thinking of 13, but I'm sorry. Let's get hard didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, um, this one was was interesting. I have to admit, I was disappointed Sean losing because this one he won Russell, uh, sorry, Royal Rumble. Yep. When he came in number one, and he's the last one standing. And he came out with Jenny McCarthy and then Pamela Anderson, which I didn't care about. But I was hoping Sean was going to win this. And the Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam was decent. I hate when they do celebrities, but I get why they make a big thing about it. I can't remember the push. Oh my god, he pushed them. Oh my god, oh my god. like every week I talked about this. <laughs> and just like, uh, like where's security at? <laughs> but anyway, I did like the that old Hardy Yokozuna was the mysterious tag team beat the smoking guns and. It's weird to hear the Undertaker versus King Kong Bundy because I think about was it uh well this is their second match right? I mean third. Third. I mean at WrestleMania. Yeah, third at me. Yeah, see, this is because I'm thinking about I think about the first match, not this, because it's like wow, it's. it's actually is, uh, oh, you mean oh, you mean the second match they go against each other? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's, it's their it's yeah. their it's first match. It's kind of weird match. because uh, they got, because. Undertaker and King Kong Bundy is truly like you know. Uh, I always feel that it's a generational match. Like uh, you think Undertaker, you think New Generation at the earliest, mm-hmm. but then you think uh, like more, like when you think about him here because you know he looks completely different than he did when at his first three years before that. Yeah, yeah. And then King Kong Bundy. I mean, like you think King Kong Bundy, you think WrestleMania two or WrestleMania three or even WrestleMania one, uh, like setting the record for the shortest mm-hmm. match ever. But yeah, so that's the thing. And I, oh, he fought on me. Like, uh, I remember that back in the day, not recently, but yeah. So it was a decent one. It was, I think to me, it was slowly getting to the spectacle thing of it, but I get it. It's just, yeah, I'm with that the championship should have went over, but this was the big celebrity one. And this is when everybody was watching. And, you know, it, was, it was pretty much the selling point, I guess. Yes, yes. Even though it was just a shove. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You can move on. I'm done. That's all. I'm going to pass it to you. Uh, Mohammed. Oh, Mohammed. Okay, there you go. Sorry, I thought you already <laughs> spoke about it. Sorry. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's almost like you don't listen to me at all. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, well, can we all agree that Lawrence Taylor is overdue for the Hall of Fame? <laughs> no. no. Like, I'm. Come on. Like, how many? How many? How many celebrities main evented WrestleMania yeah. as a participant? Didn't he? He has a but point. That's true. That's true. I think the time has passed now for that. Really? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why? Why? Is there a window? <laughs> I didn't know. I can't say so. I can't say. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. We don't do things outside of the the law. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, how old's this man? Yeah. Eleven. What year was that? Ninety-five. Ninety-five. But, but they weren't inducting celebs yeah, but, uh, back in the day. But uh, for, uh, William William Perry uh, William Perry was in WrestleMania too. He got inducted twenty years later. Yeah. Oh. Okay then. Maybe maybe you're right then. Maybe he well, does. This is but... more than twenty years technically, but still, I mean, okay. yeah. I don't know. I think the wind is extremely small for it to happen at this point, but you know, well, like never say never. I don't, I don't know why people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I it's, mean, it's, I guess... it's bound to happen. He, I mean, he, he's he main evented WrestleMania. They always put celebrities in. He, I mean, he because if you think that, eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because if you if you think the window closed on him, you don't want to hear my rant on Cindy Lauper not getting. <laughs> yeah, and I, I agree with you. I'm thinking he been did some shady stuff with the law, kind of made him like, yeah, we gonna. Be <laughs> you mean you mean James? You mean kind of the same reason why Jacob Fatu is wrestling in MLW, meanwhile his cousin is main eventing WrestleManias and Smackdowns. Exactly. See? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. said baseball here. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, well, uh, come on. What, what could he possibly have done that's been so bad? It's not like he started, a, he incited an insurrection or anything. <laughs> oh, wait. That was, that was after, but yes. Good I mean, point. <laughs> I mean, it has to be worse than that, that they don't get let him into the Hall of Fame, right? Uh, oh, it, it, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Let's change that. The person he's friends with probably don't think that. So, yes. I think I, I lost a lot of points with Fox News now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, I'm uh, like... I like this WrestleMania because it is pure 90s goodness. If you watch it, you know, if it you is. watch it as a retro, not watching it way back then, it's, it's pretty cool. It's like this, uh, like uh, like I said, Bob Backlund uh, playing chess with what's the uh, the kid's name? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, what's he famous from? He was from on Home Improvement. Improvement. He was a child darling and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And do you guys remember when uh, what's his name? The guy from NYPD Blue was like uh, be doing the backstage correspondence yeah. thing, and uh, his body cut off. Yeah. Was it Caruso they, or Dennis Prom? Uh, uh, it was Caruso. Okay. I I only know Jimmy Smith uh, from NYPD Blue. I don't know. So, you ever saw CSI, CSI Miami? <laughs> no, oh, that that's David Caruso. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, David Caruso was NY uh, was on NYPD Blue. Yeah, that was his start. Yeah. And then he really? left, and then he realized. Oh, I, thought, like, oh. I, thought, I thought I thought his start was Hudson Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Love the yeah. Hudson Hawk is so amazing. 
I know, I know. Oh, God, like, Hawks and Hawk is one of the most underrated movies. It, it, it really is. I'm like, what are you talking about, Master Heat? And it popped in my head like he was Kit Kat. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you see, the, the, the fact that you that you instantly knew that he was Kit Kat, that shows you how powerful a movie is. It's, that, that, was, that was on at least every week when I got home from school on Comedy Central. And it's it was it'd be on different times of like say like a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. Um, but it's like at least once a week I would turn on Comedy Central. It's like all right, the last like forty five minutes of Hudson Hawk is on. I'll keep this on. So yeah, I, uh, yeah. To this to this day, with if if I ever you know channel surf and find Hudson Hawk, I just stay on with Hudson Hawk. Yeah, and I I I quote that movie. I say good Yogi, and I'm getting like uh <laughs> um. How was she say? Uh, Bobo knows. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank Stallone was in that too. Took yeah. me five years to figure out that that was Frank yeah. Stallone. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> like that was Stallone in this movie. Oh, Frank. Okay. <laughs> I always loved that. Uh, you know, one of my favorite scenes uh, was when he stretchers out of the ambulance, and then the ambulance crashes, and he's yelling to, to them by their names. Are you guys okay? <laughs> it's like they <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> oh, we ain't got about money. Okay, uh, that's, that's gonna be a whole other thing. <laughs> OT wow. Pizza. Wow. Okay. Okay. So the movie of the week is <laughs> Hudson Hawk. Huh? It looks like a, we plug a different movie every week now. <laughs> that's that's gonna be the new theme. Then I master heat it when I ever see Joe. I'm like, hey Joe, we. We in town for WrestleMania. You gonna play some Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> it's like would be like there. What do you say? Uh, six uh, six minutes twenty seconds to get to the arena. How about <laughs> side by side? <laughs> I don't know how much time on, but no, no, no. You be like Bad Bunny, then me and Pete just walk away. Like this, this, this is over. With. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, mentally, <laughs> mentally, mentally. Oh, oh, you got the tune in my head. Ah. <laughs> you guys really need to see that uh, local music video from SNL. I don't know how you can do that, but I agree because <laughs> it might be on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Yeah. Well, half of oh, it is on YouTube. But I don't know. If... Well, I guess you can find some edited part of it. Yeah. Yeah, that episode uh, was awesome. So yeah, our, our yeah. movie of the week is Hudson Hawk, and our show of the week is Saturday Night Live. Yeah, with the. <laughs> With guest the guy from Bridgerton and and <laughs> musical guest Bad Bunny, Bridgerton actor who who we didn't know but we became a fan of because of how awesome that episode was and Bad Bunny. Yeah, but still, we uh, still I'm not gonna watch of. Bridgerton though. <laughs> uh, uh, and y'all saying it wrong. It's the guy from Bridgerton and WWE twenty four seven championship champion Bad Bunny. That's right. You got a title now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, we did, I didn't want to date the show, you know. If he loses the title, then they're going to say, oh, man, this show is old. Yeah. <laughs> okay, WWE 24-7 champion at the time. And we're getting <laughs> sidetracked here, guys, if we are still in WrestleMania 11. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I know. I took us down this road, but... Uh... Did you guys... Did anyone like the Lex Luger British Bulldog theme? Like their music? Yeah. Yes. Where it uh, where it shifts from Lex British Bulldog ten. I, I, I liked it. I, I liked it. I liked it in the second movement, like in the when it first starts off, it's it sucks, but then you know when it moves from British Bulldog to Lex Luger, and then you'd see that they're you know sort of combining together. That was good. That's. And, and one thing, how 
weird is it that they match was at the Allied Powers UK and America mm-hmm. versus the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, uh, America agrees with, uh, with England that the problem is the Midwest or <laughs> the South on that one. Or the South. It's South. The South yeah. Yeah, by the way, yeah. by the way, was one of these guys the berserker, or am I just you know just tying them together for no reason? No, that's a disciples of apocalypse. No. Yeah, and you know, in SS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway. Yeah. The Blue Brothers. Not to be confused yeah. with the Blue Brothers. That's right. <laughs> a completely different act. And that's yeah. another movie. Yeah. Yes. You know. yeah. Orange Book? Yeah. Orange Book? Orange Book. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, I have not seen that. Uh, anyways, oh, moving man. on. Uh, <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, watch. Uh, what I remember most as far as in ring is uh, Taker versus King Kong Bundy. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's I remember Undertaker retrieving the uh, the gigantic urn from Million Dollar Man, giving it to Paul Bear, and then Supreme Fighting Machine Kama uh, comes. Uh, Kama Mustafa comes out, takes out, uh, hits Paul Bear, takes the urn back. Jim Ross is doing the aisle interviews, which I miss honestly. I do. And he tells, uh, and he keeps he's he's holding uh, Kama like. Like a child, like, that doesn't belong to you. You should. Not. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of the coolest Undertaker moments is King Kong hits him with that avalanche in the corner, and Taker just you know swings down. His hair is dropped, so you think so you think he's out of it, but then he whips his hair back like he's fully awake, <laughs> and the crowd goes nuts. No one remembers, just me. Okay, I remember. And, <laughs> I remember him no style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, be quiet, you Kenny Omega fan. God, professional wrestling, Kenny Omega. Okay. So, sorry, sorry. You come after the Undertaker, I turn into a, you know. <laughs> no, I, I knew what I was doing. I knew it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, you know, after the avalanche hits the, no one can withstand that. Then the Undertaker does the whip back, except the Undertaker. <laughs> uh, you know, Vince McMahon was like kind of like cool as a, an announcer. Like I he did, would animate, uh, he would get, yeah. yeah, he would be so animated to fill out a lot of gaps in the he, presentation itself. I think, yeah, I think that's just... something he cannot translate to the, to the announcers when he keeps uh, talking in their ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. He was a good announcer, but he can never be played by me because I always love what a maneuver and like uh, yeah. kind of with the match man. So One, two, he one. got no, no. Exactly. So he's a hype man. He can hype his matches. That, yeah. I agree with you. Yes, but yeah. When it comes to just breaking down the match, nah, you can't do that. That's and why Jesse was perfect because Jesse would pick up any slack at the play by play. Mm-hmm. While scolding him, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, if you guys remember, Owen Hart was a uh, Yokozuna was a surprise uh, tag team, but was yes. a mystery tag team partner until yep. he came out. Oh. yeah, and King and King was like you know making a big fuss about how he knew beforehand, and then Vince is like questioning him, and he would say, "Owen and I are friends." He talks. It takes a king to know a king. That's where it started, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, not much else. Uh, Bret Hart and Bob Backlund had 
the I Quit match, which, which Bret Hart later revealed that it's one of his least favorite ever. Yeah. Because Bob Backlund kept saying cool instead of I Quit. <laughs> and I'm I'm honestly like uh, Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam. The match was decent. It was. It wasn't very yeah. shattering. Uh, the introductions of the teams uh, took longer than the match itself, it I, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But like uh, salt and pepper in there, like and honestly, uh, we should like take away. We should appreciate that Bam Bam Bigelow got the main event of WrestleMania. Honestly, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. All Finally, right. I think uh, I think I think this was like a good. The, like a boom if you if you don't know what the new generation is this is wrestlemania 11 just drops you right in the it middle does. Of it. <laughs> yeah okay let's move on joe uh wrestlemania 12 i was super excited for because i was huge into Shawn michaels um we have a dark match um actually it was on the free-for-all body donna's beating the godwins uh for the tag titles um then we had a match with Jim Cornette and his friends. And yes, these are his friends. The British Bulldog, <laughs> Owen Hart and Vader, defeating Ahmed Johnson, Jake Roberts, and Yoko Zuna. We're going to uh, get mentioned on his show sooner or later. Like, we're <laughs> just going to keep uh, hitting it. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, these, these guys always throw inside jokes about this other podcast. Let's let's bring them on and ask them, why do you guys always do this? You guys even <laughs> n- named your show Outlaw Mud Show. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, it's like um, Notice us, Garney. <laughs> <laughs> we had... Uh, the Hollywood backlot brawl of Roddy Piper defeating Goldust, uh, which was yeah. originally supposed to be Goldust versus Razor Ramon. Um, we have WrestleMania debut of Stone Cold Steve Austin um, defeating Savio Vega, who is still wrestling in MLW along with Roman Reigns' not-as-successful cousin, Jacob Fatu. Um, <laughs> Backseat macho. <laughs> Uh, the the ultimate. Hey, uh, hey, we're called the Mucho. We can't we can't use that as a derogatory term. That that is true. <laughs> okay. well, the black sheep of the family. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, the black sheep of the minor leagues. You can say that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have uh, another WrestleMania debut of Hunter Hearst Helmsley along with Sabre. He lost to the Renegade. One minute thirty nine seconds for the WrestleMania debut of Triple. Someone should have asked him if he. Someone should have asked him if he enjoyed his trip to parts unknown. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then you know, of course, Ultimate Warrior wins this and goes on to wear a hat during his interview. So successful nineteen ninety six all around. Uh, hey, hey, fault a guy for being, uh, you know, scared for his life. <laughs> um, then we have a very underrated WrestleMania match, in my opinion, of uh, Undertaker yes, and Diesel. Um, which th- this match, this match has been spoken of quite a. 
I am I am not going to lie to the to the to the two the the masses who are watching this and are listening to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- th- thank I, you I, to the I, four. I of you. cannot wait to hear it, to hear me talk about this match again. <laughs> it's a great match. Um, but then it is followed up by the Iron Man match of Shawn Michaels and having the boyhood dream of defeating Brett the Hitman Hart in an overtime excellent match. Um, the, the, the two main events on this show really elevate this card up from being just a regular in-your-house style 1996 show to actually feeling like a mania. Um, it's, you know, Diesel splits not long afterwards. Um, Sean, Bret, Bret Hart takes a hiatus after this. Um, Shawn Michaels runs 1996. Undertaker spends most of 96 feuding with Mankind, but these two matches really shaped a lot of the rest of the year. Uh, Pete, what do you think of WrestleMania 12? Um, like again, fuzzy on the actual entirety of the pay-per-view, but there is a couple of matches that stick out for me, and I go, oh yeah, I remember that. Um, straight off we take uh, Diesel. I do remember that one. Um, that was that was a pretty cool match. I won't get too much into it. I'll leave that to Mo to dissect. Um, the the one that stuck out for me, which I remember quite well, was uh, Piper and Goldust because it kind of went over the entire most of Mania, didn't it? With like how they went out of the arena, and then you had like mm-hmm. the um, the, the, the helicopter car. like following the car, the, the, the old car, the, the OG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like you know like. Just giving you like little snippets of it, and then like it's, obviously yeah, you know for, for 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 those of us who didn't follow the uh, who didn't know the OG thing, it was like, what is happening? <laughs> it, it, it was oh, it was a very popular uh, spoof back in the nineties. Yeah, wait, yeah. Well, I can see that now. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, uh, like Wayne's World did it before WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> movie, movie of 1990. It was pre 1996 oh, movie, but movie of WrestleMania 12 discussion. Wayne's World 2. <laughs> Let's not get into that. If you had the much show mentioning Wayne's World 2 in your office pool, you just want them. <laughs> and um, two, two um, debut WrestleMania matches for which. People wouldn't probably disagree with me. Two of the greats, oh, Stone Cold's first WrestleMania and Triple H on the same card. Uh, and Sammy Vega. Ah. Well, yeah, he's up there somewhere. <laughs> he's up there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's about. Um, but yeah, um, I look at these these cards and times. I think, damn, these WrestleManias are so short. But we're just. I think we're all just so used to like these massive. You know, like seventeen-hour WrestleManias, which we <laughs> we get now over two yeah. days because one day is not big enough you. anymore. Yeah, you know, looking at this like, wow, it wasn't. You know, you know, everything was less than twenty minutes up for the main event. But yeah, but if we was having WrestleManias this short in in 2020, 2021, I'd be happy with it. I like would, yeah. the the rest, you know, you can have too much of a good thing, like. Having two days, like when we're at WrestleMania and it's something like seven, eight, eight hours or whatever it is, it's just a complete burnout. Like by the time you get to the main event, you're just so disinterested. Oh, God, I just yeah, want to yeah. get home and put my feet up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
But you know, yeah, it's this, just like, the this one had an uh, this one had an Iron Man match and still clocked in under under three hours. So. Yeah, exactly. Which is it's it's enough. It's just enough. Um, but you know, it is what it is. It's just the way things are going with wrestling. Everything evolves, and everyone's got to get it on the card. You know, it should be an earned spot. You know, you should earn your spot, WrestleMania. It shouldn't be a oh, we haven't got no room for you guys. Oh, we'll just throw you in a battle royale just to say you've been on the show. It's you know, I like it like this. But, you hey, know, battle royals are fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't don't get me wrong, but you know, it's sometimes yeah. it's just for a case of getting them on the show, and yeah. you know, I think a WrestleMania being on a WrestleMania card should be earned, and it, it was back then, definitely. Um, so yeah, like I say, a couple of matches that I was quite impressed with, um, but my my uh, history, my knowledge isn't as great as you guys, so. You know, I'll pass it on. So your two the, matches are Taker Diesel and uh, Michael's Heart, or is it? Um, no, Michael's Heart, uh, Bret Hart, definitely Taker Diesel, um, <laughs> and Piper and uh, Gold Dust. Yeah, Obviously, Austin and Triple H debuted, but yeah. you know there wasn't there wasn't the guys they are today. So you know, kind of flew under the radar for me. Those two did until later on. So yeah, I'll pass it on now to whoever wants to. Next, James. James. so I'm here. You can hear me? Yeah, okay. yeah. I thought you didn't hear me the first time. That's why I'm. Yeah, no, I heard you. I heard you. I always listen. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, cut, we'll cut that out in post. Uh, actually, yeah. we won't. But yeah. anyway, we'll, we're yeah. just saying that to sound professional now. So, so yeah, this is one of my favorite WrestleManias for reasons. Yeah, the Bulldog on Heart and Vader Six Man was awesome because I did enjoy Vader with Jim Cornette. And yeah, the, the shine for Ahmed Johnson was leaving. I wasn't too much of a fan of uh, returning to Christianity Jake Roberts <laughs> thing there. The uh, the back brawl with Piper and Ghost was great. It was crazy. It was interesting. And, you know, I remember when he was fighting backstage and then when they came back in the ring and they did the whole little groping thing that was very 90-centric. Yeah. Stone Cold versus Savio, yeah, okay? I, I, yeah, I would say their backstage fight was better than the Hollywood backlog brawl, and so yeah, because you could hear the crowd. It's, yeah, and it made all the difference. Savio versus Stone Cold, and just you know, and <laughs> and uh, I didn't really like the the Renegade def- destroying Triple H. Yeah, I'm gonna call him Renegade because I I love when everybody thought the Renegade was Ultimate mm-hmm. Warrior back in the day. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. a difference. But everybody, it was the ultimate world. Nothing happened to him <laughs> yet. And it was weird because he uh, he apparently had died at least three times by then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And the Undertaker versus Diesel, click fan forever. But I love the Undertaker. It was an awesome match. I did want to see these two fight. I was best, the best man win, and the Undertaker did because it's WrestleMania. Now. To the meat and bones. Shawn Michaels versus <laughs> Bret Hart. Like Joe, I was Shawn Michaels fan. And I enjoyed it. A lot of people don't like this match. It's, they consider it boring. But then there's our uh-huh. people who are not true wrestling fans. Yes, that's what I heard from people over time. They thought it was boring. But hopefully Joe can do the line for me. So we think an Iron Man match. How long, Joe? The, the actual length? 60 minutes. No, no, you're supposed to do the Piper thing. You know, they pulled it up like, how long? They're like, one hour! Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 one hour! <laughs> but, yeah, 
Um, Aiden for the match. I loved it. It was great. Um, I like when the cameraman got super kicked. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, Shawn Michaels said, get the fuck out of my way. Sorry for the language, but that was funny because, you know, he's a kid. You look at them like weird. <laughs> um, Bret Hart just being a Bret Hart just being a dick and, you know, Irish whipping Shawn Michaels into Jose Lateria for the second. Yeah, hey, it happens. And the whole sudden uh, death got me. It got me, though. I thought I really felt bad for Bret, but then Shawn won because I'm thinking if you look back now, you're like, well, Bret, you could have just like low drop kicked him. Sharpshooter. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was an awesome match. The boyhood dream was there. I still, I can still think of him when he had the title in his hand. He's crying and he raises, they raise his hand up in the air, and I'm like, "Yay, he did it!" And y'all can suck it now. See, <laughs> it was, it was destined for people to suck it. <laughs> but uh, all around, it was a good pay per view and stuff like that. And, about the free ball, it was the body dominance versus the gods. Like, eh, we just need someone there. But what do you at think? Least, at least he got Chris Candido oh. on the show, you know? Yeah. And Sonny. And it, and, it, and it did kick off like a long term story uh, storyline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With the, Sonny jumping to the Godwins and then jumping to guns. the guns. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's a whole nother story there. <laughs> but pass it on to the Master Heater. Take your time with undertaking Diesel. Thank there you. you thank, uh, thank you, Mister Blanton. Thank you kindly. <clears throat> you guys, you guys might want to sit down. What, what <laughs> suck ass, sucking up the chairs again. <laughs> Fuck both those guys, Pete. Fuck them. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's uh, like I said before. It is a pleasure to be on the same uh, podcast as you, James. That's. <laughs> it's uh, quite a distinction. <laughs> anyway. Like, uh, I've told the story before. Like, I don't know if I told you, but uh, this is the WrestleMania that solidified my fandom. No, it's... we have never heard this before. Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe we'd be able to hear it on the best of The Undertaker, which you can find on our archive selection wherever fine podcasts are available. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, like, uh, like uh, this was my first time, like, you know, watching the WrestleMania, but uh, this is the... And it was two months into me, you know, finally being able to follow this, uh, follow the, the WWF week by week. Because I wasn't doing that before. I would see, you know, just random episodes every time and everything. But we got this channel that showed every week. So this is the first show that I watched knowing all the rivalries going into it, except for Steve Austin and Savio Vega. That, for some reason, was not on WWF Mania at all. But, but I... I loved it, and honestly, it's uh, the Arrowhead Pond. The the lighting was amazing for that show. I don't know if you guys remember it, the the look of the show itself with the WrestleMania 12 on the mat. Mm -hmm. I love the, the look logo. of the ring. I I, I actually that. wish WrestleMania <laughs> did the logo on the ring every year because it's WrestleMania. Yeah, they... I it, it, mm -hmm. it, I think it adds to it. I'm surprised they don't do it more often. I, I think they didn't do it after this one though. <laughs> That's uh, but it it made it look like a grand thing. It mm -hmm. made it look like a grander show than ever than anything. Like, even though it was like you know your regular arenas, they are. But uh, like I said, like I I was hooked on this. Uh, I was like I I I was not familiar with the warrior 
and uh, I would only see vignettes on, on Mania, so I'm thinking, wow, this guy's going to be interesting. Uh, oh, love Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. You only knew. Only if you only knew about the power of the war. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, and ever since then, we loaded the rocket ship with uh, the spaceship with rocket fuel and haven't looked back since. But that's. Oh, and, and, and one last thing. One last thing. You know, he has a workout video. It's crazy. Oh, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, the 90s, like, uh... yes, he come in a big monster pickup truck, and, and he doesn't work out. He just, like, talks and do things, and you're like, what is going on here? I, <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. Yes, it's, yes. Uh, it's on wow. We, we got we to got track that uh, video down. Yeah, yeah we'll, definitely. We'll like, yes. I'll be interested in watching that. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I love Jerry Lawler during this match because he was like he was so happy when Triple H had the pedigree. <laughs> like he was saying, it's so over and he was laughing and then the warrior just pops up. No, it's not. Uh that was great. Anyway, uh fine. Uh to the elephant in the room. Fine. I'm gonna talk about the Undertaker versus Diesel. Because, 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 the, uh, <laughs> because yeah, only because on uh, because you guys insisted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I said, this is the, uh, for me. Like uh, I'm sorry, but this uh, has an emotional uh, tie to me because this is the ma- this is the match where everything came together for me. Like uh, for me, the Undertaker, uh, you know, being laid out by two Jackknife power bombs, and Diesel, uh, you know, uh, getting down on both knees, getting ready to cover him, and then the Undertaker rising from the dead and grabbing him by the throat is one of the greatest moments of all time in wrestling. It's no one else is gonna have it on their top ten, but <laughs> but to me, because to me, this is where I where you know I understood that these that the characters are more than what you see before and after the ring. It's how they conduct themselves in the ring, how there's a story being told about how that's uh, how this guy Diesel, you know, destroyed the Undertaker's coffin and took away his title shot, and Undertaker came out from under the ring to pull him on there. To pull him, uh, to pull him under, uh, to uh, down to hall in the steel cage, and it's a com- it's a perfect culmination to a rivalry that uh, very few matches hit it on that one note. You know where you have this rivalry, it results in only one match, and the one and that one match hits a, a, a you know, knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. You don't get you don't get that that much nowadays, if at all. No, uh, and. I will say, like I'm thinking about it right now, Undertaker versus Diesel. To me, that's the best. That's the best big man versus big man match that I have seen. It was great. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think any other match comes close. Like the next year, they had Undertaker versus Psycho Sid, which is, which I'm gonna put as the second big man versus big man because just because it's the Undertaker. And, but no, this one was this one was perfect for me. As for the main event. I loved how this main event was all about you know who's better. There wasn't a bad guy or a good guy in it. And I honestly like it's problem is I I watched this on network television, so there was always commercial breaks between you know drama dramatizations and everything. I still say Bret Hart got screwed because he should have had that first fall by countout, but Jose Lothario just kept you know cutting off the ref. You guys don't remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he. Uh, that's why he earned, you know, Bret Hart uh, whipping uh, Shawn Michaels right into him. Like, shut up, old man. 
<laughs> but I love this. I, I was more familiar with Bret Hart at the time, so Bret Hart was my guy going into it. But I love the drama of it all. Like I liked Shawn Michaels uh, winning at the end. The end, like it's the story itself was told very well. And I'm surprised no one mentioned, you know, the most memorable entrances ever. The the coming from the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not talking about yeah. Darby Allen though. On uh, last week, I'm talking about Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and there is the AEW Nacho. <laughs> no, it was great. I'm just, just saying, I'm just saying people might be confused when I say the wrestler zipline from the uh, from the top of the building down to the ring. Like someone would say, "Oh, he's talking about Darby Allen." I'm just, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not talking, talking about. about I'm not, they showed a I'm lot. They just I don't really bring it up because other reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway. Yeah. 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 I, I know Darby's one of your favorites now, so I'm not going to knock it. Uh, never. That's Don's favorite. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly, like, I think uh, this might have been, you know, uh, first WrestleMania in a while that hit on the grandeur of it. Mm hmm. Like I say, that logo, uh, that logo alone made it seem like it's a huge, like royal, big deal. <laughs> I'd say the biggest since eight. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Anyway, moving on. All right, WrestleMania. Let's turn. Uh, let's turn the heat up with WrestleMania thirty. We are we we were talking about the Blues Brothers earlier, and now we're back in Chicago. WrestleMania thirteen. The kickoff of the Attitude Era. Um, the opening video for this show is awesome because it's really saying, hey, we are changing our ways. Um, the matches, they might not be... Uh, there's, there's a couple that are awesome, but not every match is great on this show. But this, ma this whole show just has like a fun feel to it, mainly because it felt so different. Um like it does, it doesn't feel like your traditional wrestling. It doesn't feel like your traditional wrestling show, because um, you can definitely tell that WWF at the time was switching gears, um, and with a lot of the stuff that happens on the show, you can definitely tell that. Um, but free for all, you know, you got uh, Rockabilly here beating Flash Funk, um, and we had uh, first match on the actual card, Headbangers. Defeating Doug Furness and Phil LaFon, the Godwins, and the new Blackjacks, um, which is, you know, Barry Windham and his, like his third gimmick in the past year, and JBL with his second gimmick in the past, or his, actually his third gimmick also, right. to, second, yeah, his second yeah. gimmick in the past year. No, I think uh, it was year. his second, yeah, he went from Justin Hawk to Justin Hawk to this, yeah. 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 Um, then we have uh, a... You know, tribal chief match here of Rocky Maivia defeating the Sultan. Um, but James, if uh, if Rocky Maivia is defeating the Sultan, what would happen if Roman Reigns faced Jacob Fatu? God. It will be a slaughter because no one can beat the tribal chief. Cause that's because that's because chief. that's because he is a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> exactly. Now you, you, you guys do know he doesn't. He doesn't even listen, right? Hey, you know, we, Master, we, we, you think you're not believing in us. Yeah, yeah. He might. No, I believe in us. I just I just know the other guy. He probably does. 
Oh, oh, oh you're, I, really? I thought he was talking about Jacob Fatu at first. That's, I, 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 that's, I, was, I, was, I was just going to do an apology to Fatu being like, hey, we actually don't dislike him or anything. It's an inside joke about a friend. But I was like, I was like, oh, wait, they're, they're not talking about Fatu. They're talking about somebody else right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Not, all of our lis- n- none of our listeners know who the fuck we're talking about now. <laughs> Like, I'm all for, like, you know, taking shots at the guy, but if he listens to the show, then fuck. <laughs> he might, though. He might. He's not going to deny it, though. Watch I doubt he does. Praise to him. When he's seeing praise for him, watch, he's going to say something. Yeah, thank you for getting that shot out. I'm like, what? <laughs> Walter <laughs> really, Sylvie, if you are listening you think, to this. You think he's going to thank you for giving him a shout out? Yes. <laughs> Come no, on, man. He's going to bring it up. <laughs> Walter Sylvie, if you are listening to this, you give James Blanton and Joe O'Connor a thank you after this. Um, with Missy Hyatt, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the love of God, can we move on, please? <laughs> then we then we have uh, um, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, who's getting a little bit more of an attitude lately, and he's now yeah, with China. Coming- uh, Coming out would be the to Beethoven music. Yes, and he, he's he's you know he's hitting on Marlena, and uh, you know you're finally starting to feel for Marlena and Goldust here. Goldust is starting to feel a little bit more Dustin than Goldust. Um, yeah. Then we have a very odd match. Um, even the booking going into this match was kind of odd, but it's still a fun contest of um, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. Facing off with mankind and Vader, you're going to a double DQ, a double countout on it. Um, Mick writes about this match in his book. That's uh, they put it together because they wanted to put him on the card, and he originally had the had Mark Merrow as his opponent, but he didn't want to do it. He thought the match would suck. Yeah. <laughs> so they changed it to Owen Hart and British uh, to this tag team match, and I guess they booked themselves into a corner. Pretty much. And, uh, But, I think the end game was Mankind versus Vader, but that never materialized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, next up, we have a not an entering debut, but we have the WrestleMania debut as a referee here of Ken Shamrock for a little submission match that kind of changed the rest of 1997 of Bret Hart and Steve Austin, which loved the build for this. Uh, it's fantastic like we were talking about before you know a lot of stuff at survivor series really snowballs towards mania this one here's started a little bit more at buried alive that year of brett and or austin calling out brett um but you know slowly you know the fans were cheering austin and you know brett was getting a little bit more whiny and this match just flips that switch and you know the next night Brett reunites Owen and Davy Boy, who have been beefing, and Steve Austin remains basically 1997. He basically remains in his heel role, but just facing off with the heels. Rebels, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome match. Um, I watched this pay per view live um, on Blur, but it was a very, very well done. Not very blurry. It was just pretty much a black and white version of it. Um, and this match, I was just like wowed by it of seeing you know Austin pouring blood, um, and then of course you know afterwards you get to hear you know the fans chanting his name and 
you know the commentators are focusing in on that it's so well done it's lightning in a bottle yeah, and Shamrock and Bret Hart, uh, Bret Hart off was on yeah the, 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 the stare down between those two was great um, then we have a very fun Chicago street fight um, Ahmed Johnson and LOD defeating uh, the Nation of Domination of Farouk Crush and Savio Vega um, and then we get The Undertaker winning his second WWF championship by defeating Psycho Sid. Yeah. Um, no. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Pete, but let me start first. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Say something about the Yeah, go. Okay. Oh, and, and I found the workout videos. It's in the chat. It's, yeah. Yeah, I've just said I'll watch them after the part. <laughs> Stop throwing the well, question Yeah, well, of course, like, uh, no one expects you to watch them now. I know. <laughs> unless, we do, unless we do a watch along. Do you guys want to, you know, take a break, do a watch song for one of the videos and come back? <laughs> I think this will blow your mind, Master Heat. I think you need to watch it before because you're like, what is going on? But anyway, I wanted to start first because I want to say this was, to me, the suckiest WrestleMania only because when you talk about this, what's the two matches you talk about if you're not Master Heat? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd say that the, the, the no, final. No, I wasn't matches. aware that uh, people talk about two matches. I thought that uh, people only talk about the submission match. Oh, yeah, that's the one. You, that's what I'm saying. With you, you talk about two matches. Everybody talk about one. You're going to yeah. talk about the Undertaker win the title. I'm saying that's the joke. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I'm, I mean, he is he is on <laughs> on the cover of a lot of VHSs that came out afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah, so. But yeah, mine is yeah, mine is you. Mostly, if I talk about submissions match, and I'm looking like that's all I can think about it too. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, like... I'm not jaded. I know, I know, I know how people think. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like it's weak, and even more, I'm like the Chicago Street Fight was right right before the main event. When you think that should be an over the match, <laughs> the people in it and stuff. It was crazy, and it was a great match. But it's just you know you had Wolfie D and JC Ice. <laughs> Yeah, PG thirteen. Yeah, I, mean? I pledge allegiance to the nation, one nation under Farouk, with liberty and justice for no one, okay. by any means necessary. Yeah, raising my exactly. fist, uh, raising your fist with me. Come on, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it. And, and, and in some reason, Savio was in the nation of domination, which I did remember before he did Lost the Week. But it's like, what? <laughs> Crush yeah, he he, he 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 double he double he double crossed Ahmed Ahmed and. They, they like right before they went to South Africa. I can't remember one example. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember the role that was at South Africa? Yeah. No, uh-huh. actually, role South Africa was after WrestleMania, so we double crossed them on somewhere else. Yeah, but but again, you know, Rocky Mountain versus Sultan for the Continental Title. You know, the Hainbagers versus the Goblins with the new Blackjacks. Like it just. To me, I think it's one of the weakest WrestleManias, but yes, the uh, submission match really saved it also. And of course, Undertaker beating Sid for the title, that was a big thing for me also. So that's what I want to say. I want to say it first before everybody talk all good about it. And like, yeah, it was a sucky pay-per-view for Mania, but uh, that's what most people remember, submission match. And in Chicago, and we like violence, of course, that's what everybody was popping for for that match there. But I will. Yeah, they they brought the kitchen some... sink, buddy. Yeah, so I pass it on to my guy Pete. So what do you think, Pete? That's, That's mania three. 
<laughs> I'd have to strongly agree with you on this one, James. Um, it's or not the greatest card. Yeah, because I'm looking at the this card, and I know I've seen it, but the only two things I can take away from this mania is two iconic pictures, and I don't even think I need to say which ones they are for you to know what I'm on about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, any I, guesses? Got, I got them. But... You know yeah. which one, Mo. The Undertaker, when he poses with the belt. and For when... the think of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah, with course. the blood of his head. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as the, uh, the entirety of the card goes, nothing really rings a bell to me. I don't remember. I, I, like I said, I have seen it. I know I've watched every WrestleMania, but this one doesn't really cut it for me. So if it doesn't gauge my interest, I'm not really going to remember it. But like I say, just them two photos for me. Iconic photos have been, you know, they've stood the test of time. You could look at that. Any of those photos and go, yeah, WrestleMania 13. What else happened to WrestleMania 13? Oh, I don't really know. <laughs> it's just, exactly. it just them two photos for me that just stick out. But everything else may have been good at the time, but it, it, it didn't stand the test of time. That's the thing uh, with this mania. mania. Is it's, it's not about, this one's not about the matches. It's more about the atmosphere. Oh, okay. Like nothing that I can remember. The whole spelling, <laughs> uh, the whole you know, uh, even uh, Joe talked about the opening package. So, so it's the whole idea is that you know this is the dawn of the attitude. This is how it was getting into bigger are. and better things. Yeah, yeah. they were show- yeah. yeah, they were uh, they were giving you the show that you know that's more uh, rebellious than before. And that's the yeah. thing. If yeah. if, if okay. you look between basically March '97 and basically March 2000. That whole three-year period is just this. The wrestling sucked in the late 90s um, as far mm-hmm. as actual wrestling goes. Um, so this is pretty much the, the, the kickoff of what '90s late 90s wrestling is because WWF was pretty much nonstop, like less than five-minute matches on most of their pay-per-views from like this point on. It was a train wreck, but it was the atmosphere of it, like – People, like people, like I love the Attitude Era not for the matches, but for the overall vibe of that. For the moment. yeah, yes, okay, I yeah. see that. Okay, yeah. And and this yeah. is when he started, like you said, it was giving. There was the end of the wacky characters, aka the Sultan, Flash Funk, and now to more hard edge attitude yes. stuff. Thing, yeah, mm. yeah. I think Flash you know what? And that, and, a couple of months and, later, and, became, uh, went back to being too cold Scorpio. Uh, he he went back to being too cold Scorpio in May of '98. Yeah, and in, in, in oh, this match really? lineup, mm-hmm. wait, yeah. he went to WrestleMania 14 as Flash Funk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and this match lineup kind of really shows it. If you look at it, it's like pre attitude match. Uh, yeah, it's mentioned. a top heavy WrestleMania, you, I think. Yeah, so you get to. Submission match, and then we started getting a little bit more attitude things with the submission match and Chicago Street Fight, where like okay, they're getting a little bite into it, stuff like that. So yeah, back to wacky characters. Yeah, a T.L. Hopper, which I really love. That was the white boy. <laughs> <laughs> we need to watch some uh, uh, some Smoky Mountain show. Was <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would say, like about this WrestleMania, like, yeah, uh, most of it, uh, most of the matches themselves are forgettable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I remember Rocky Johnson came out at yeah. the end of the uh, Rocky Maivia's uh, match. 
<laughs> and helped him out. And China, you know, bear hugged the hell out of Marlena. Sugar, yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, when that showed here in uh, that movie, it was still on network television. They blurred it out. I don't know why. I I thought maybe Marlena suffered a water malfunction, but I remember honestly uh, when I saw it again, it's too dark for it. Um, Somewhere, I, uh, I felt the same way when Rick Flair was in WWE and they just passed his robe. I didn't know why. Then I think because it was saying Nature Boy. I don't know. I thought he had some lewd thing on his robes back in the 90s. Wait, when he came to the WWF or was in WWF? Uh, when he came in WWF, yeah, for that two year run. Because he had the WCW title with him. Yeah. I don't know. It was on the robe. It was just his robe. It was oh, title. Title. I was like, yeah, like, I did it. It could be the title. I just very remembered his robe digitized, but it could have been. In and out with the title and stuff. But go ahead, sorry. Yeah, yeah Bret Hart versus Steve Austin is the perfect master stroke in assigning new roles and doing it quickly. You know, instead of drawing mm-hmm. it out, it just, they just did it in, you know, in that one point of. And I remember, like, the, the video package before it as well was talking about, like, what will happen to Bret Hart if he loses. Uh-huh. And how, like, Steve Austin was gaining a lot of momentum going in. And honestly, I was shocked by it. Like, leading up to WrestleMania, they had this one Raw in the Manhattan Center. And when they, where they were interviewing uh, Ken Shamrock, he wasn't uh, named the special ref yet. This was, like, I think two weeks before Raw was War started. Right. And... And Todd Fitting was asking him who's going to win in the matches, and he asked, and then uh, Todd asks uh, the crowd, and the crowd overwhelmingly choose Steve Austin. <laughs> That's when I was like, whoa, okay. I guess there's more to it than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, Chicago Street Fight was a lot of fun. Uh, it's... Uh, it just it was a lot of fun, especially seeing uh, JC Ice and Wolfie D get uh, the Doomsday Device hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was one of the most uh, more satisfying things that happened in that uh, that show. Yeah. And Taker and said, "You guys uh, like uh, we gotta also like remember that you know Shawn Michaels getting injured like fucked up all the plans mm-hmm. for this main." Mm-hmm. Oh, like, it's main always supposed to be Bret Hart versus Shawn, and then they like. You know, shifted to Undertaker versus they put two completely different people in the main event. The 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 whole if you look from Royal Rumble to Mania, the shift that happened was just so odd because you had um Mike you had Sid originally as champion, uh, Michaels as champion, um, Brett as champion, Sid as champion again, and then finally Taker as champion. Yeah. But because it's of this, kind of like they panicked. I don't yeah. know. It's, a, See, it's is, sort of like is... I think Sean got injured right before in your house final four, and so they said, "Okay, fine. Who's whoever's going to win is going to be the champion." And they had Bret Hart winning, and they didn't change it. Mm-hmm. But I love it because of this. It gave birth Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, it, that's exactly. It's just one of the it, weird things. It cemented, it cemented them. Yeah. Yeah. Say. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and uh, and what was I gonna say? 
yeah, it's uh, I'll, I'll just go into Undertaker versus Sid. Just uh, one of my favorite lines in the build-up was on the first row was War Undertaker and Sid were supposed to take on uh, Mankind and the, and Vader. And then Sid came, Sid came out and said, well, I smell a rat. I think Undertaker's in cahoots with these guys. And I'm not... And uh, I'm not falling for it. He's not gonna. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna get me. Uh, and Undertaker comes out and says, "If you're scared, say <laughs> <day> you're scared." <laughs> he's like, he punked him out so hard, and it's weird because you know Undertaker, you know the character does not speak in the ways yeah. of you know slang, slang with these people. Like he doesn't uh, go down to trash talk. He just. He trash talks, but in a more like a biblical sense of trash talk. But at that time, mm-hmm. but match was uh, honestly Undertaker versus Sid was not that was not bad. It was good for what it was. I felt like for what it was, and I think I think commentary carried a lot of it. Honestly, it did. Yeah, Shawn Michaels in there. You know, uh, Shawn Michaels was complimentary of both guys, especially the Undertaker. If you listen to it, like he was like, eh. Uh, Bret Hart came out at the beginning of the match, uh, you know, c- kept uh, you know whining about the whole thing about how Shawn Michaels' pussyfoot injury mm-hmm. <laughs> put them in that situation, and he told them to stay out of the match. And then you see Vince McMahon, you know, holding Shawn Michaels back, who's who clearly had no intention of getting uh-huh. out of the scene. <laughs> his his face sold it alone. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm so scared. <laughs> I just want to add that the match could have been decent. But the overall thing is we want to Undertaker with the title, so we just yeah, yeah it doesn't even matter. Undertaker yeah, won the title. Just, and it's honestly like as an Undertaker fan, I was I was happy that people were happy because you know Diesel, this guy got sheared versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, uh, sorry, Sid got sheared versus Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. So I was thinking, well, okay, they're gonna they might actually prefer this guy to the Undertaker. And I, but but when Taker got it one two three, the place erupted. Yeah, so I was ha- I was absolutely happy with it. And mm-hmm. uh, that's the thing. Shawn Michaels like was talking about like Bret Hart warning. He said Undertaker was given the shaft more than anyone in this <laughs> in this company, and you never heard him complain once. And and weirdly enough, in WWE in the WWF magazine uh, leading up to it, Vince Russo, then uh, writing under the pseudonym Big Venom, yeah. said the same thing about the Undertaker. Wrote this article and he said, "This is for you." Many people tried to keep you down. And, but no one succeeded. So it was kind of like, you know, the Undertaker, he's still not, you know, that 20 year veteran or anything. He's been in WWF for seven years only. Mm-hmm. But it's like a lot of people like thought, well, it's time this guy, this guy has done a lot. It's about time he got the championship. Like even, even when Bret Hart actually helped him by, uh, by whacking these with the chair and then, yeah. you know, hanging him on the ropes, people didn't care. No one even mentions it. It's like Undertaker beats Sid for the title. For the... And one of the best closes to a WrestleMania I've ever seen because, you know, the Undertaker was at the end. <laughs> yeah. The... Iconic powers. Yeah. yeah. But Attitude Era is in full swing. Try lacing my boots. Let's move on to WrestleMania. One of the, one of the best ones. Ooh, oh, yeah. I, I, I love this WrestleMania. Um, the opening video of this one is great um well Hob and I actually yes. were watching this one last year and he and I both thought this and I've always thought this since I saw it that 
the show kicking off with the Nation of Domination theme the yeah, it just throws you right into it. Like, like you, you like, the, like I watched. I was so jazzed for Austin at this point, and then it's like, it's like, holy shit, this night is gonna be amazing. You know, you we're in this battle royal. Um, all, then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, and the video does it, and uh, they did this really smart thing where you know that that opening line of "We Are the Nation" yeah. it's after the right it's, after. I think they fed it right into the. They didn't give you the live the live feed uh, audio. They just fed you that opening line right into the uh-huh. speakers, so you're like, so it like engulfs you. Yeah, like, it really does. Comes out, WrestleMania comes out with the classic, you know, WrestleMania music that. Yeah, and then we are the nation. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's 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 an it's an amazing am, amazing segue of music, and it really tosses you right into it. Um, yeah. It's an awesome awesome start to the show, and you're in for a great time with it. Um, Battle Royal is won by Legion of Doom, who the next night becomes a uh, LOD two thousand. Then we have animal uh, in short tights. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have Takamichinuku defending the light heavyweight championship against Aguila. Um, then we have Triple H defending the European Championship against Owen Hart. Mark Merrow and Sable defeat the artist formerly known as Goldust and Luna Vachon. Um, which, by the way, this is probably the the best Sable looked as a wrestler because she came out with like a fire to her, which she never really had again after this night. Honestly, um, I think uh, like this year from 98 to, you know, from early 98 to late 98, maybe mid 99. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was the only time you, you got the feeling that Sable actually cared. Yes, I agree. Um, Then we had a, a match where, I remember watching this, you know, still not smart on the industry. I, I so wanted to see Shamrock win the title from The Rock here. Rock wins it by DQ. Um, but, you know, watching it back now, it's brilliant how it played out. Rock had a fantastic 1998. Um, he had a fantastic late 90s and early 2000s. He's had a fantastic career. Um then you had uh, Cactus, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie winning, possibly, the tag team titles, which is stripped of them because they put the, their opponents inside the wrong dumpster, which then results in them joining DX the next night oh, yeah. in another uh, very iconic moment. Um, Undertaker versus dumpster Kane um, in a, a very, one of the best builds to a match, including probably the best... Undertaker moment of all time when he returns to face you, Kane. Um, and then we have the main event of basically the passing of the torch of the Fiber of the New Generation who goes on a four-year hiatus after this. Shawn Michaels dropping the title to Steve Austin with special guest referee Iron Mike Tyson who sheds his DX gear and Helps and that doesn't help Steve Austin, but it decides to knock out Shawn Michaels after the match, which re- definitely turns into what everyone thinks of as the Attitude Era, which is Stone Cold Steve Austin being the top guy. Um, much like a few other Attitude Era shows, it's not 
a pay-per-view you want to watch for technical matches necessarily. Um, even though I do think Austin versus Michaels was great, especially with Michaels' injury and everyone knowing what's happening behind the scenes. Um, it's still a great match and tells a great story. Um, but just the over, just like I said with 13, it has an overall atmosphere, overall vibe that really carries it. Um, it's one of my favorite WrestleManias, honestly. Um, mainly just because of the moments that we got from it. Um, a lot of the entrances, this is one of the first manias that had some really grand entrances also. Um, it's a perfect mania and probably the second best of the Attitude Era. The best of the Attitude Era we'll get into, you know, in a couple weeks. But, Pete, what did you think of WrestleMania 14? Oh, May? Yes. Yeah. Ah, sorry, you didn't say. Um, well, you know, compared to the other couple that we've uh, spoke about today, this one literally moved into a new attitude. It, um, it was a fantastic WrestleMania. A lot, um, you know, the, even the mid-card matches were good. But, you know, we all had our eyes on that main event, along with, <clears throat> excuse me, Undertaker and Kane. Like you said, Joe, what, what a build-up for that. I can't. How long was the build-up for? Like almost a year for Undertaker, something like that. It was yeah. at Survivor Series they started, I guess, or no, before it had Bad Blood. So Bad Blood, but they, they even mentioned October, it before Bad Blood. If, though. If, if you if if you include you know Paul Bear teasing Kane, so I guess it's yeah. from August. Yeah. So eight months. Yeah. yeah. At least eight months. I would say the, the build was fantastic, and I don't know whether I don't know about you guys. Wasn't it? Was it later on in your life that you didn't you found out that Kane and Undertaker wasn't actually brothers, or was that just me? Um, I, I genuinely believed it. <laughs> I I had seen in like New Wave magazine they had posted like people's real names up, but I just kind of chose not to embrace what I had read. It was like a year after when I was starting to read like PW Torch and WoW magazine that I yeah. finally gave in and was like, all right, they definitely are not brothers. But, yeah, it was, so it was basically about a year later where I accepted wrestling uh, yeah. what it was. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, it was, I think it was sometime during the year after, yeah, for me too. Yeah, but I actually thought Edge and Christian was a legit brother, so that seemed to be more wonderful. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because they whole thing like, yeah, this is – it's going to take a younger, bigger, taller brother. And I'm like, ah, that could things have been out of more. I mean, it happens. Oh, I know it does. It does. It does. It's just... <laughs> and even uh, JR actually said it during the match. He said, you can't say he's his little brother. He's younger brother. Yeah. yeah. That's just, which is weird. It's perfect sense. You can think, like, oh, yeah, your younger brother is bigger, taller than you. And, like, yeah, it's... It was great. But yeah, don't worry, Pete. We, we all get food sometimes. And then when we find out people actually are with me, we shocked about it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I remember, remember uh, since uh, the Buried Alive between Undertaker and Mankind, I questioned everything. But I never, you know, mm-hmm. I never peeked behind the curtain until way, uh, like, well, years after that. But here's this thing that kills me, though. They still call them brothers. They never, they never, you know, never went to the side because 
even with Edge Christian, they friends. You know, they like brothers, but they friends. But with Nana Taker and Kane, they still the brothers of destruction. They still yeah, brothers. But, but yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like in the context of telling the story, they are still the brothers. And I'm gonna say this now: it's the it's the greatest story that they ever told in the WWE. Yeah. So you no, don't want to like you don't want to you know kill that illusion in kayfabe. Of course, but yeah. you know that's what they usually do. They're like, when, you know, they're not really brothers or make a joke or they, something. They know they literally do. Yeah, they might, uh, yeah, they uh, well, they do that offline mm-hmm. or something. But I think like it's uh, this story like deserves to be respected enough that everyone should go along with it as long as they're in that realm of presenting wrestling stories. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that that match was fantastic. It was teased for such a long time with the build up and everything, and then when we finally got it, it was everything we expected and more. Um, main event, obviously, who wasn't a massive Shawn Michaels fan back then. Um, so when Austin beat him, like you said, Joe, passed another torch, this is our guy we're going with. Um, and to have Mike Tyson in there, that, that's crazy. It's like such a hot property at that, that time. He kind of still is, you know, but he's getting on a bit now. Um, but to throw him in that mix, it just sort of brought in um, so much more eyes to wrestling in itself. You know, we had our, you had your wrestling fans, but when you throw Mike Tyson in, it's going to turn heads, mm-hmm. and then you're going to get more viewers. So I can see where what what they was doing with that, and it worked. It wasn't like a, a cash grab, a cash grab kind of thing. Like, oh yeah, Mike, you free? Yeah, can you just jump in this WrestleMania so we can uh, sell, put some more butts in the seats? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it worked. Um, and even a, a, a face turn on Mike, you know, when it, with the old DX uh, Austin shirt, when he ripped the shirt, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I also like the dumpster match. That was uh, a nice little fun match, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, they have like a gimmick match sort of thing. That was the one for this mania. Um, but the matches were all right, but, you know, I know, I know you guys have like... Uh, a massive knowledge of every match, but um, I just tend to take away what I enjoyed the most. Um, there is so a that, that... again. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't be silly. I wish I had as much knowledge as you guys in terms of knowing every little detail from things from oh, past, they, past they, years. Don't worry, yeah? they watch it. They watch it. They watch it once or twice. And go back. And don't <laughs> worry, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I do. I once, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, them last three matches for me were my top picks. Um, but I, I'd have to go with the Undertaker match was my favourite. The Austin-Michaels one was a close second and the, the Dumpster match third for me. But the others were pretty cool, but like I said, those three were my favourite. So I'll pass that on. Do right. whoever wants to go next? Thank you, mate. No problem. This WrestleMania <laughs> was interesting. Uh, you know, you had Triple H with China, and you had the Hill Rock, if you smell what I'm cooking. <laughs> I, uh, he was even interviewed by What's Her Face. Uh... Oh, yeah. That's when we found well, out that he's the was she ruler of the like nation. like a porn star or something, or was it like... No, she wasn't a porn was star. Um, um, God, I can't remember. Cindy something. Um I'll see it on here, but go on. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, but uh, so that was great. And I'm like, you could, I, I did like the dumpster match because the new age I lost was great. 
yeah what they was doing and stuff like that they was the uh weasley heels and stuff like that and hey terry <laughs> funk and cactus jack you can't beat that tag team no um, also jordan taker kane i remember it master he will correct me <laughs> where the undertaker tried to do the dive and kane moved out the way and undertaker slammed on the t- uh, announce yes. table yeah i thought that was awesome and stuff like correct. that correct <laughs> <laughs> and i hated the main event for reasons but it was great, and it was passing the torch. But the one thing I love about the main event was that counter to the super kick. Because it was so awesome. They did mm-hmm. it in WrestleMania 2000 video game. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Shawn Michaels covered Keaton. That's what he would, he would spin him around and stun him. Like, that to me was the best finisher. One of the best finishes and, ever for that and, stuff and like that. The, uh, the, the, the girl that found out that The Rock wasn't uh, was going to be you know, the ruler was Jennifer Flowers. Wow. Oh, she that was had something connected with Bill Clinton, I believe. I think that's what it was. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah, apparently, yes. That's what that and, uh, was, yeah. she, did, she did mention him during her interview between Katation. Yeah, so, yeah, so this is a great one compared to the previous WrestleMania. It was exactly, this is the attitude area. This is what we were looking for. And... It was great. And just one more thing. So that first match was a tag team battle royal. Mm-hmm. And these yeah. were the people that was in it just to make fun of, you know, the Lost Boy Week was. Uh, both of them. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, all four, all four Lost Boy Week were in the match. Yeah. Uh, Truth Commission, Rashad and Chains, The Nation of, um, uh, sorry, Mark Henry, D-Lo, and then yeah. Farouk and Kama Masafa. Farouk and Kama. Mm-hmm. Or the two guys coming out during the yeah. We Are The Nation thing we were talking about. Yeah. And then the Quebecers, you know, don't know that uh, Pierre Ocelot, whatever happens to him. Yeah. The Rock and Roll uh, Express. We know. <laughs> yeah, we know We know. Jacques Rougeau became a commentator, but uh, Pierre Ocelot exactly. uh, apparently vanished off the face of the earth. Yeah, yes. And then you had the Rock and Roll Express, Headbangers, a team called Too Much. <laughs> yeah, uh, those guys never. The... They, those guys never amounted to anything afterwards. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was they... just too cool. There you go. Disciples of Apocalypse, and here you go. <laughs> Confirm what Joe said. Steve Blackman and Flash Funk. See, so yes, yeah. yeah, see, Flash Funk. But yes, and the Goblins, of course. So that was interesting. Battle Royal there for this was the uh, so, uh, this was uh, Southern uh, bad guy uh, Godwins, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the slow, uh, violent thing. Yeah, and you know how I know because they had to say Phineas I got one. Uh, uh, Phineas I got and Henry O got one. Yeah, they just oh God, they <laughs> thought that. Yeah, that, it was like you could tell. You could tell uh, they thought they were so smart in putting those names together. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it spells out hog. <laughs> and pig. See, just don't think about. It. <laughs> yeah, and they're fake farmers. Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you, uh, man. That's that's probably what's the selling point there. See, <laughs> um, no, it was great. And I remember the Undertaker and Kane match. Was remember the main event. Uh, the two matches you do remember. Oh, and I remember the dumpster thing too, because I like Terry Funk. And the build up for that, because you know, Terry did the moonsault on Raw and everything, but he flipped out. <laughs> but I pass on to you, Matthew. 
Yeah. I'm I'm just going to say uh, like one thing guys like I'm disappointed. Such disrespect. <laughs> all this talk about all, this, all this talk and well yeah, that too. <laughs> and no and no mention. No mention, not at all of Peter Rose. Oh yeah, that is uh, <laughs> uh you, you I'm not a baseball fan. <laughs> well, if, if it comes no, from, if it comes from, I, I don't know him from baseball. I know him from uh, WrestleMania. I do too. And he, yeah, he, he, he does become a, a mainstay for the next three years. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know how you just gloss over that. What could be the greatest celebrity camp in WrestleMania history? <laughs> Especially one where Kane gets he he becomes a babyface for one minute. And then instantly, until the gong hits, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, well, last time I was here, we kicked your ass. <laughs> you could tell he was kind of like uncomfortable giving that he promo, like, uh-huh. like uh, not that he didn't want to say that stuff, but he, you know, he was trying to remember it, and he he said that line about the guy who's the. The baseball went between his legs, which I found out later where he said, I uh, left tickets for what's his name, but he couldn't bend down to pick them up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. Uh, WrestleMania 14 is one of my favorites, honestly. Everything about it was so good. Like, by the way, it was X-rated. Yes, yep. And in the words of Triple H, parents, get your children's children's permission permission. before you watch. (laughs) And plus, viewer discretion will be completely advised, but completely ignored. Completely ignored. And I did not sleep with... I was up. Oh, anyway. I was up all night. Oh, night. (laughs) And between the hours of 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I can... I can... I can... I can... I can get why James sometimes gets irritated by us, but that's another story. story. Um, Honestly, this was this was one of the most fun WrestleManias, beginning to end. Mm -hmm. It's there wasn't a match where you're slow. There wasn't a match where you you were not watching. Like the battle battle royals are always fun and. Honestly, that version of the LOD theme music is it might be my favorite. It's pretty awesome. They changed it. They changed it like no LOD, not the nation. Oh, Legion of Doom. Yeah, Legion of Doom 2000. Like their first, like their theme music that played on that uh, on that night. It it changed like in uh, the next month. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yep. I never could find it. (laughs) Find a clean version of it. But I loved it and. uh, you know they they just look cool. They look like post-apocalyptic warriors, especially with Sunny. Yeah, wearing that you know Mad Max hula skirt. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and they had that the whole like nineteen um, eighties like Osploitation style uh, masks on. It was perfect look for it. Yeah, they had. Uh, yeah, they were. It was pretty good, and. James, did you mention the Midnight Express? I could, I could have sworn the new Midnight Express was in. Uh, was in yeah, the, they. The yes, they. Yeah, they was the last. They were the last team, ones. But the Rock and Roll yeah, Express was in too. Yeah, yeah. But the Rock and Roll was in too. 
Yeah, bodacious bartender, bombastic job. Yeah, Walton Salvi's <laughs> second favorite tag team. Yes. Yeah. So there are three NW at shit. the time. There were three NWA teams in there because there was the Rock and Roll Express, the New Midnight Express, which was part of Camp Cornette, and then also the NWA Tag Champions, the Headbangers. Yeah. Oh, the Headbangers were NWA champs at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. I'm thinking you like the heavenly bodies. Like, no, no. Then you, then you said the hand. It's like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you guys didn't take a shot at the Rock and Roll Express since we're since we're clearly uh, clearly gearing towards one viewer who isn't even there. <laughs> James, James and I are above say that. About... James, yeah, James, yeah. James and I decide that we will that we don't we don't target people. He and I let people come to us because we we. That we you know, we have all the cards. If someone wants to say anything, they can step on up. Otherwise, you know, we we don't we don't we're non confrontational. We are gentlemen. Exactly. <laughs> we don't do low brow. We do high mm-hmm. okay. We respect it. Okay. Yes, we have tasteful nudity in our minds. Uh, tremendous. Mm-hmm. By the way, we didn't assign a movie to us uh, to thirteen yet. So you guys work for for that for, thir- for thirteen. I guess we could use it as the Blues Brothers since it's in Chicago, and for this and one, already... this will be the Road uh, Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mad Max Two, right? The Road Warrior. Uh, and Max, you need to see the Blues Brothers. I'm not gonna let that slide. That is a classic. It okay. is. That's okay. a classic. Put it... Okay. James, yeah. James, I guess okay. you can say been, that we are I've on a mission for from God to, to get him to watch it. <laughs> okay, now Blue Brothers 2000, you can skip. But yes. Blue Brothers, yeah, <laughs> watch that. You know what? Um, actually, I want to thank you very much for making the distinction because I think I was going to watch Blue Brothers 2000. <laughs> no, no, it's no, awful. <laughs> no, right. uh, ser- seriously, I would I would not have made that distinction in my mind, so I was just going to say, yeah, well, okay, I guess this is the Blue Brothers. Yeah, you will love the cameos also too. Yeah, yeah. Frank Oz, Bill Spieber, Carrie you know, Fisher, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, awesome. Carrie I will, yeah. I will watch it this week, and I will brief you guys on the next part, uh, next episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There will be a Q and A. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. Let's have it. To, let's have it to be continued here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, the DX band was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not their version of the national anthem that was. That, that got was, booed, uh, didn't he? Yeah, that got, was trauma. Was terribly booed. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think yeah. they got booed at the start because they're the the DX band. Nah. DX wasn't DX weren't the cool bad guys yet. But got, yeah, they were, got, yeah. or they were, but Austin was way cooler. So you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, it's even uh, they even I think they even cut that out from the DVDs and the network. Uh, I think they did. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all I remember is America. I'm mad. The guy was having a seizure. Yeah, <laughs> so bad that when Triple H, that, uh, so bad that when Triple H came out, he didn't lend his vocals to the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the messed up thing, he passed away. The lead singer has messed up. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Few years back, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the... I was not like the lead singer. Like what? What? The, like wait a minute. Like yeah, double check it. Yeah. Also, the first of what will become many of Triple H's uh, entrances at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, Triple H and China versus Owen Hart, is this the one where she was uh, handcuffed to Sergeant Slaughter, yep. or was that on the uh, next match? Yeah, that was this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Then the next yeah. one at uh, Unforgiven was in the shark cage. Yeah, yeah. that's when she bent the bars. Mm-hmm. She's it was honestly, it, honestly, it, it, this the Triple H versus Owen Hart is an underrated uh, robbery because it was. it was so frustrating, and I'm and I, I mean that in a good way. It was frustrating because he wanted Owen to get to get that win, and he, mm-hmm. he never, and he wouldn't, and he just wouldn't get it. And it it really elevated Triple H because like um, last year when I watched like August ninety seven to March ninety eight Raws, starting basically in December of ninety seven. Yes, the for, Christmas episode from from yeah. about the Christmas episode on. Triple H is essentially the main portion of DX. Like Triple H or Shawn Michaels might have been the champion. But Triple H was the mic man. Triple H was the one who was pretty much always front and center cutting the promos. Um, and it's basically because, you know, Shawn Michaels was having a lot of personal issues. But... Yeah, he wasn't there a lot of the time. So he would like, yeah. Triple H would come to the ring and then cut the promos for both of them. Or sometimes he would yeah. go to the screen where Shawn Michaels had a, pre, a pre-recorded... Uh, Ex- exactly. Tri- Triple H took, like, you know, before the WrestleMania, the post-Mania 14 promo... He picked up the ball way before WrestleMania 14. You know what? Uh, you know what? I wish I could uh, actually get my hands on and watch. Hmm. Yeah, do you guys remember they had this DX workout the day before WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really want to watch that. Uh, you know, uh, you know when Shawn Michaels and uh, Tyson like give the kiss, punching Steve Austin, instead they plant two kisses. Yeah. Kisses on his head. <laughs> um, slightly hot, some minor hotness. Um, Joe, did you briefly hear about Kelly Klein? About Kelly Klein? Yeah. Nuh-uh. Um, just seeing that this two days ago, she filed a lawsuit against Sinclair, Sinclair Broadcasting, naming RH and Jay Lethal as defendants. Oh, huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, Kelly Klein, like, I heard her wild and yeah, so she's suing Sinclair Broadcasting. So yeah, interesting. Uh, just want to pass that on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I find more of it and let you know about it. I'll put yeah. in the chat. I just think that yeah. long. didn't she had wasn't her beef? Uh, didn't she start her beef for like a year ago? Yeah, a couple of years ago, two thousand nineteen. Yes, she's looking. She's looking for seventy five thousand dollars. Um. Breach of contract and state and federal equal pay abuse, uh, abuse of discharge, okay, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Kenny, uh, Kelly Klein, one show she has never been on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> never probably be on. <laughs> I mean, there's still time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's been two years ago, I and mean, she has not been on a radar at all. No one's radar. I'm thinking she's done with the business in general. But you're right; you can never say never. I mean, I like like I remember like uh, Joe would ask this that um, I didn't see a lot of her before the the Ring of Honor New Japan uh, Madison Square Garden show, mm-hmm. and. Granted, I don't remember the match, but she carries herself like a star, pretty damn good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She has the presence. And... Anyway, 
more in this developing story as uh, as we as we get more news. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, shifting back, Marrow and Sable versus the artist formerly known as Goldust and Luna We all remember them good days. Honestly, yeah, honestly, yeah, honestly, this storyline was way better than it had any right to be mm-hmm. at that point of time. Like, it was more intriguing. Like, if, if this happened today with current stars, I would not give it the time of day. Yeah. I would just, you know, <laughs> yeah. zone out here. Honestly. I, I, would, I would completely zone out. Like, if it's, even if it's like Seth and uh, Becky against, help me out here, who's... Against Very cool, at least, yeah, because that happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, like, you know, but uh, if, if we're talking about the same thing where Seth is, like, you know, uh, jealous of Becky and everything or so, so, I would still zone out during it. I, I think I did zone out during Seth and Becky versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, too. <laughs> and if you're going to throw in, like, an eccentric couple, I guess you can make it, like, uh, Dane and Nikki Cross for the sake of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or and Mandy. No, no, that might happen. If that happened again with the whole jealousy thing, I'm thinking they're gonna save that for uh, Bel Air and Montez. <laughs> That'd be Montez heel turn that we'd be waiting for. I could actually <laughs> see Montez being like a Randy Savage type. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm looking at right there. Yeah, when he does the solo thing, that's that would be the one that do it. Montez could actually make it entertaining, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think he can do anything that, really entertaining. That, 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 boy, that, that, that boy got charisma for days. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So they do the angle. I see them too, man. They made more sense being her being the EST and getting on the fame and he's kind of in the shadow and stuff like that. It can be something they can play a year from now. They can do that. But I get you. <laughs> I told the guy Mark Merrill was getting jealous of Sable fame and when you think about it, like Mark Merrow and Sable should not uh, should not be uh, should not hold my attention that long, but they yeah. did. <laughs> uh, it was a nice. It was a good. Like uh, this match, of course, was not was not the climax. It was just you know the beginning of what uh, of the end. So it was a good placeholder there. Mm-hmm. Rock and Ken Shamrock, honestly, like my favorite part of this match. It's just Farouk walking away from Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was done so dramatically well and so well shot. Like, you know, all the cameras getting getting those angles of Farouk looking at uh, Rock pleading for mercy. And whenever you see Farouk looking at Rock, you, could, you, could, you, you know Farouk was thinking about that time when he was going to talk and, the, and Rock just cut him off and said, with all due respect, the champ is talking mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or the time he gave him a picture of himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. That. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, the dumpster match was a lot of fun. Yeah, like, a lot of fun. Yeah, like and and Terry Funk, honestly, like perfect nineties action action hero sidekick where. Uh, Oh, then my God, those sons of bitches! While well, he's carrying them on the floor, uh-huh. and then shoves them into the dumpster—that's <laughs> awesome. And oh God, what can I say about Undertaker and King? How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> well, all the time you need, Master. Here, 
Man, we still got one more WrestleMania to go to now. But you say you wasn't going to talk much about that one, so. Well, I mean, like, uh, well, yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to it. I'll tell you what gonna do. But, um, Taker versus Kane, like, uh, like I said, by far the best story. I don't notice I didn't say rivalry or you know, or series of matches in wrestling. It's the best story in in all of wrestling, and this was just you know the 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 ending of the first chapter of it. And wow, what a glorious ending it is! Undertaker versus Kane had a lot of matches across. What's it like? Twelve years? Yeah. <clears throat> this was their best one. Belt to belt, like. Huh? No, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the WrestleMania 20 is a close second, but like if we're gonna say like about like how a match, if you're looking at it as a match, this was their best match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. to me, WrestleMania 20 was just just the rebirth of the Undertaker yeah. coming back. Yes, exactly. It wasn't. Yeah, oh. that was not. Yeah. It overshot out the WrestleMania, match. Yeah, yeah. WrestleMania, yeah, and uh, and it wasn't much of a match. It was like just Undertaker walking through Kane, which it yeah. had to be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we're talking like bell to bell, this is their. This is even like it's a better match. Then their Hell in a Cell, uh, then their Hell in a Cell match in 2010. Honestly, yeah. which by the time, honestly, me even as an Undertaker fan, I was just done with Undertaker and King together. Same. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's better than the, it's like take away the the, the drama the dramatization. It's better than the Inferno match that came a month after. Yes. Yeah. Mm. This match. This match again. This match as, as well was not like all about athleticism as as much as it was about storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's like about how the Undertaker was looking at him, and then they were striking first. And Joe, you touched on this. My absolute favorite uh, mo- uh, moment from Monday Night Raw, and my, maybe my absolute favorite moment in wrestling was the Undertaker coming back. Mm-hmm. It was on the on that fateful night. Like it's that that whole show was chaos. This was when Mike Mike Tyson joined DX on the same yeah. night, and then you had Steve Austin supposed to take a take on Kane. Got the super kick, and Austin yeah gets taken out like majorly with the super kick. Paul Bear does the uh, you're not so the you're like he got a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Bear does the ten bell salute, and then the Undertaker's gong hits. Even that. That just moment of like you know that suspense of the the gong is hitting. Oh my god, this means he's here. But is he gonna show up? What's gonna happen? Oh. And they, they kept that suspense going for uh for like a good minute or so, where he said, "That's enough. That damn music, Jr. Yeah, it's not him." I have to admit. <laughs> and King classified. Are you doing that, Jr.? <laughs> Paul Bear. Paul Bear, but when he was like yeah. human Paul Bear, he was great. Mm-hmm. When he was single thing there, like that. When he was, so, yeah. when he was I'm Paul Bear and you're not. Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah, he was like, a, like he showed like, like because, you know, uh, up until 96 when he was like just a mortician uh, with the Undertaker, he was just, you know, he was I don't want to say monotonic, but he had like a pattern where he stuck to uh, which he stuck to. Mm-hmm. But after that, he showed more character. There was like he was more of an animated character. He had, he was, it, he had more, he had more than one dimensional once he turned on the Undertaker. Exactly, and it worked perfectly because he didn't post still the limelight from the Undertaker. He just posted to enhance it. But when he was heel and against the Undertaker, he can he had his chance to shine. And then when he went back, he's like, yeah. 
okay, let me scale it back. It's about the Undertaker and stuff. So yeah, because Undertaker versus Mankind basically morphed into Undertaker versus Paul Bear. They never locked up, but yeah, but it was the bigger robbery at then uh, during that time. And, Which led and, to and, it Undertaker and, and Paul Bear hating each other. That's but but you know the the lightning bolt hitting that coffin and Jim Jim Ross again. This is uh, this is why Jr. might might be the like as a single uh, commentator the greatest of all time. He sold that moment so good. Yeah, he did. It's like a lightning bolt just hit that coffin. It's like he doesn't actually believe what's what's transpiring in front of him. And is it could it be him? Like you know it's him already, but he's like he's giving you that part of like he's building that anticipation until the Undertaker sits up and you know after we're done recording this podcast, I'm gonna go show, uh, show, watch that moment again. On oh, of course. <laughs> and I want to take a side note. One side note: this is totally against it, but when you was talking about mankind, Joe, I really enjoyed. I wish they did more with Goldust and Mankind. I like the I whole too. mommy thing. It was it was creepy, but it was great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of coming like mommy, mommy. <laughs> I, mean, I wish they just I, did more of that. I know that I know that statement was for sure, but I'm gonna co-sign and say I agree. Well, it was true. I just just, just popped in my head because you talk about I mankind know. and those things. No, it really it really was. You wanted to know what was going on back there back then, but I think once Paul Bear took on Vader, they just separated Goldust and yeah. Mm. No, actually, before that, because Goldust turned uh, babyface right in the middle of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we talk about wrestling, weird thoughts pop in the head, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, the match itself was so good. Like, I remember when uh, Taker had Undertaker up on his uh, on his shoulders, and Undertaker just hammered, hammer-fisted him from above. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And three tombstones. Yeah. Three tombstones, like... It's kind of like when King kicked out of that first tombstone, I was like, oh, shit. Well, they had to, you know. It's they had King, to build it. Yeah, yeah. They had to build it, but it was unheard of. Like, uh, And even Jarrah said, like, no one kicked out of the tombstone. Yeah. Up until King did it, no one kicked out of it. Now, of course, every WrestleMania afterwards. Yeah. Well, not every... And it, but... Even on the third tombstone, he got his shoulder up like a millisecond after that like, third yeah, game because well, it was so the, close. He did, the whole, he did the Hulk Hogan kick out. Yeah. Only for <laughs> Kane it made sense. Only, the only difference is for Kane it made sense. For yeah. Hogan yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't bring that up. That's great. You just popped up like, oh, now sold this. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's like... There was one moment in that match that was so satisfying where the Undertaker ducked the clothesline and just grabbed Kane by the throat. Mm, yeah. And it just made like this flat noise like <laughs> it, that rang out through uh, through the whole arena and then uh, put him up for the choke slam. And then James, like you said, Paul Bear, he was like, they cut to Paul Bear and he's like, damn you! Damn you, dead man! Damn you! Kane, listen to me! <laughs> so good. Anyway, awesome match. Match of the night, in my opinion. I know a lot of people are going to say Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels, and perhaps rightfully so. I I, I agree with you, but again, it's The Undertaker, and it was great. It's just more, to me, the main event is the thing, because it's showing that Stone Cold is here, and he's coming, and The Undertaker Mm -hmm. is in the 
back in the alley with his tape fist ready to beat the crap out of Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Yes, that did happen. I don't care what nobody saying. It's so funny when you hear the Undertaker talking about it now because Shawn Michaels questioned him and he was like he felt embarrassed to tell him that he actually did it. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, did you actually do that? No, man, no. Like, I'm gonna just put this out there. Like, if that deal with Mike Tyson did not happen, maybe we would have been. Maybe we would be watching WCW Nitro on Mondays nowadays. There's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, it's kind of like it, it it was the perfect storm because I think uh, like Tyson would have moved the needle in uh, for example WrestleMania 11 but then you would watch whatever came after it and you'd say oh, okay screw this no 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 WCW had Master P and no limit soldiers would have been watching WCW that was great no, and that's so like, yeah that was 1999 no yeah. I know what I'm saying though. Give it time, it would have been all long about that. I'm just making a joke how crappy it was. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> hey, but, hey, oh, no, 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 no. Well, on this Master P, he's he's gonna be a promoter now, and we might have him on the show someday. Yeah. So you know what? Let me let me fast forward. Let me go. Well, Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman. There you go. Which Dennis <laughs> Rodman was around that time. Ninety mm-hmm. eight, I believe. Yeah, he, he, yeah he did ninety seven and ninety eight. Yeah, yeah so yeah, see, we had Dennis yeah, Rodman. Yeah. There you go, and he was NWO. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Dennis Rodman would move, move the needle, but they should have gone for Mikey. I'm like Tyson. Tyson. Tyson beats Rodman, but does Tyson beat Jordan? No, I agree with you, but. I was in all the hype for Dennis Rodman, but I wasn't all in the hype compared to Mike Tyson because it's Dennis Rodman. I'm thinking, who cares? Because that whole storyline thing, if you look at it, basically, it wasn't that great. It was just built on it's, it's Dennis Rodman. Since you, uh, since you brought in the Dennis Rodman, I'm going to recommend the second movie for, uh, for uh, WrestleMania uh, 14, uh, uh, and um, that movie is Simon Says. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was only gonna think the movie before that one, but like, okay, no, no, okay, I'm okay. I suppose it also, I suppose it also depends on what sort of a uh, sports you're into. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a basketball fan, but I'm a boxing fan. So, like, when I was watch WCW, Dennis Rodman, who, who the fuck's that? And then you go, oh yeah, it's some guy that plays basketball. But then you go, oh shit, it's Mike Tyson. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Just depends yeah. what you like outside of wrestling as well. And I give you that was the bad thing because everybody, oh, this is the bad boy in sports and this and that, what he's going to do. But like, I know what he's going to do. He's going to be unprofessional. It's also, be like, uh, it's, also, it's also like a, it's the same thing that uh, Mike Dyson has more international notoriety. Of course, notoriety, yeah. Than, mm-hmm. than, than Dennis Rodman ever. Not as, yeah. Maybe not a, Michael Jordan could have matched him, but Dennis Rodman, nah. Yeah. And my whole thing is like it's one of the best things. Uh, my um, my favorite entertainment thing that has Dennis Rodman in it is the roast of Bruce Willis, where just everyone mm. like just packs up on uh, where everyone just you know mm-hmm. hammers down on Rodman instead of uh, like along with Willis. Bruce like Martha Stewart awesome. came <laughs> up, and, Martha Stewart came up and she was telling the joke. She said. If you had, to, if you would have told me ten years ago that, uh, in or back in the nineties, that Dennis Rodman in two thousand sixteen would be 
brokering the peace with uh, North Korea, I would have said Dennis Rodman is alive in 2006. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was interested. But the thing is, though, WWE did it right by having him be the referee, not have him in the match. Because, yeah. no, I don't yeah. think that Mike Tyson wrestled. I didn't no, because if, he was the, because if he was in the match, he'd, he'd, he'd distract you. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Triple H uh, in the da- in the Daniel Bryan versus John Cena match, Martin, mm. where everyone, we... where everyone uh, got up in the air about how he will distract from the match itself. Which shocker, he did not actually. <laughs> was that good? But you knew he was there, but yeah. yeah, you knew he was there, but you didn't. Yeah, he was, you, he you was, was focused there. on that match. He wasn't. wasn't yeah. He wasn't a factor until. Until you know after the match, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's how it should. Which, yeah, yeah. Which is fine at that point because the match is done. Yeah. 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 Unlike un- unlike some unlike uh, unlike that AEW referee who will get, who will like you know emotes with Kenny Omega all the time <laughs> and the other and and the, uh, before hold your horses, James and the other referee on NXT who reached. Who reached for the rope along with Johnny Gargano? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are no different celebrities. And we move on from this show, but I have to say the last thing. It's just that that's why I say the whole Dennis Rodman thing wasn't great because if he was just hanging out with Hulk and doing things, that would be that. But him having a match, and all I remember about that match is Dusty Rose being the best. Like, oh my God, that's the arm drag. I'm like, well, I hope he can do uh-huh. an arm drag. <laughs> He sells. It. He, I mean, his, he has so much enthusiasm in his voice when he says it too. I know you just like wow, like yeah, we get it, Dusty. But okay, it's thanks. Like, well, uh, well, it sounds like Dusty thought this guy was the shits. <laughs> <laughs> but we can move on to, and I like well, yeah, an, an arm drag, but it was it was an arm drag, but it wasn't an arm bar. He didn't. He uh, guess he didn't interact with Jericho. Didn't uh, he? Arm I know because they were so shot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And let's anyway, let's, uh, move on. let's move on to the next WrestleMania. And wait, I haven't I, I haven't even talked about the match yet. Hey, so uh, you come in here, you, co- you come in here, you th- you basically you basically take over my my, my time talking about uh, Shawn Michaels versus Steve Austin. And now you want to move on? You know what? I challenge you to uh, okay. How are we, what are we gonna do? Let's do a Zoom wrestling match. <laughs> Okay, and we'll figure out the rules later. That's up to the bookers to do it. But that's, that'd be Joe. So there you go. That Joe bookie. Yeah, he, you my manager. So there you go. So it's gonna. It's, it's, it's gonna be. I got you back, James. It's gonna be a staring competition. A two, a two pieces. <laughs> Don't worry, Walter. Will come help you out. Probably backside no. before you get to the ring. <laughs> Walter, no, no, I don't want. Even if he's not gonna help me out, I don't want some guy to come out. Me just to put himself over. <laughs> that is true. But go ahead, Matthew. I'm sorry. I thought you was done with the main event. I apologize. And uh, now the moment has passed. Let's move on to the next WrestleMania. <laughs> but let me quote this for Joe Say Anything. In 2012, Bleach Report ranked this event 25 out of 27 manias that have taken place up to this point, calling the event underwhelming and criticized the Hell in Cell match. You can begin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I will say just one thing about 14 before we move on. <laughs> I love Austin flipping off uh, Shawn Michaels. This became a meme uh-huh. just a couple of months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they That's said about WrestleMania 15. That was just, I just saw that and that was hilarious. So I'm I looking mean, at the like, match uh, line. Like, yeah. I, it's, 
it's a if very you, if you think about it yeah go ahead oh what are you gonna say if you think about it i mean if you think um and if you think about it there is some merit to it being a little bit underwhelming uh-huh it is yes it's a very it's as as a kid <laughs> I, had, I, I, I had I had just started, you know, reading about like a lot of backstage stuff. So at the time, you know, it's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to enjoy it for what it is, and it was okay then. But I have rewatched it since, and I actually even watching it later on, even that year, it just it, it is a very underwhelming WrestleMania. Um, Honestly, uh, whenever I do a WrestleMania marathon, like fifteen is a chore. It is. It's it's a super chore. Um, yeah, and, and it and it blows my mind because it's ten matches plus two pre pre show matches, and the longest match even that long. It, no, yeah, the, the 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 second longest is eleven, and the top is sixteen. Uh-huh. And <laughs> the 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 show is still kind of clustered too, because like, like. I guess run through the the heat matches first because like the first heat match is just kind of a random one of Jackie beating Ivory. Then the second one, it's uh, a battle uh, royal. Uh, Jack, Jack and Terry were pretty mean sisters back then. Yes, right? yes. And the the second <laughs> match is a battle royal where it's a bunch of singles stars, and whoever the last two single stars in the ring are get a tag title match later on that <laughs> night. Yeah, I get on AEW. Well, I was looking at what you said too, Joe. I'm like, wait a minute. Tag well, we now, we now we now we now know where Tony Kong uh, gets his best ideas from yeah. WrestleMania 15. Yeah, it's it's he a just very WrestleMania 15 on a loop. It's a very TNA style, yeah, battle royal. Um, that one's won by D'Lo Brown and Test, and they and they keep fighting <laughs> even after they win the match. Yeah. And they never even really beef afterwards. Like, after, like the next time on Raw, they start they start building towards the test babyface turn, basically. Um, and then D'Lo just kind of starts floating guess, around in the mid card again. <laughs> I guess in the battle royal, I guess in the battle in the battle royal, they were testing the babyface of test. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, Get it? The test because it's David. Uh, yeah. The. Test, test, <laughs> test. This, this is, is a test. test. Uh, bring the, it uh, on, bring it, bring it, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> the opening match was supposed to be Bob Holly versus Al Snow versus the Road Dog, and then actually, I'm gonna l- r- yeah, I'm gonna rump these two matches in together. Later on in the card, it was supposed to be Billy Gunn versus Goldust um, with his daughter, the Blue Meanie, um, versus Ken Shamrock versus Val Venus with because all four of them. Wanted the icy yeah. title, and all four of them wanted a slice of Ryan Shamrock. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> they really did. All four of them want the want the slice. I remember, like I, I think Road Dog was not part of. No, no, uh, Billy Billy Gun- no. Back when it was supposed to be Billy Gunn, it was because originally it was Billy yeah. Gunn versus Goldust oh, yeah. versus Ken Shamrock. But then they won the championship. But then they won. They, they won the championship, which each, uh, which each other were going for. Yes. So um, Billy Gunn. It was honestly a nice rug pull. Yeah, it is. Um, it didn't but, amount. It didn't amount to much, but yeah, it 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 really derailed Billy Gunn's story because he was the main focal point of the Ken Shamrock, Val Venus, and Ryan Shamrock story. Um, so Billy Gunn is now the Hardcore Champion, and Road Dog is now the Intercontinental Champion. 
it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, the hardcore no. title match was kind of a cluster. Um, it's the kind one, of weird because Road Dog had a, had a phenomenal run as a hardcore. He did. I I I loved his yeah. run. It was very fun. <laughs> and then the icy title match is also kind of a cluster. Um, yeah, both matches don't really make a lot of sense, especially uh, in the build. The one thing I remember for uh, the one thing I remember from the icy title match is Goldust, you know. Uh, making out with Ron Shamrock and just Ken uh, Ken Shamrock just planting mm-hmm. Val Venus with that DDD. Yeah, yeah. Ken Shamrock uh, bring, uh, bring, uh, does that primal scream and just you know, like if you watch it, you cringe. Like, oh my god, he just broke that guy's neck. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, go on. That match is also kind of weird. That four way because you have now an AEW guy, an Impact guy, and then two guys that you know really like Donald Trump, so there you go. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, Wait, Ken Shamrock is a Trumper? No, he's 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 the Impact guy. Val Venus and Road Dog being the oh, okay. uh, like the, the, mm-hmm. the Trump guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, then we had Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett facing the, the huge tag team of D'Lo Brown and Test, um, which, you know, the match didn't really make sense because of the Battle Royal not making sense. And speaking of not making sense, yeah. we had the Brawl for All. Um, Bart Gunn oh, won the Brawl for Best thing about the Brawl for All was that music. I loved it. And it's like, oh, hey, let's have uh, you know our guy who won this shoot fight fiasco that even as a kid I found was boring. Because um, I used to record yeah. Raws and I would watch them again. Um and I would always fast, fast forward. forward. Yeah, I would always fast forward through the brawl for all. Um, I, I just found it really fucking boring, even as a kid. Um, but it was kind of no. I just found it. I just honestly because we used to get those VHS tapes, but they'd be edited. So like, I'd find like something with rounds. I'd say, wait a minute, who who tape boxing over my wrestling? Yeah, <laughs> it was odd. <laughs> and it's like, like the first time I saw it, and then they said, and it was a combination of like you know low card guys like Bart Gunn and Bob Holly with guys that were in the upper mid card like you know the Godfather um Dan Sever yeah and it's like well Dan Sever uh, Dan Sever and you know wised up and just yeah he just he he dropped out um and that's how they got uh uh comma back in Godfather back in um by the way Butterbean that was just brutal yes yeah. <laughs> he just he just but, the guy doesn't fuck around. Butterbean was now Kai fighting that. <laughs> but Butterbean's second uh, WWF bout because he had the Mark Merrow match. The one with Mark Merrow. Yeah, DX. But Mark Merrow was more uh, was a more work. That was a work. Shoot, yes. Like. Yep. That that was yeah. a work match because Butterbean was defending uh, Sable's honor. Um, this one here was you know. But hey, let's have Bart Gunn face this. Honestly, I was boxer. sold on Butterbean from the. I was sold on Butterbean from DX. The when he when he could, when he took the fit bucket and just you know poured it on Mark Merrow, I was like, oh shit, uh-huh. this guy's bad. <laughs> and the promo he gave afterwards was awesome. Man. Knocks out Bart Gunn in the- thirty-five seconds, and mm-hmm. it's and like at- it should have taken less. Honestly, Bart uh-huh. Gunn should not have. Uh, like he knocked him down, and Bart Gunn. Uh, Stood back up and he yeah. was on Dream Street. Well, and it's odd with Bart Gunn. It's like after he won the Brawl for All, he does nothing from August '98 
until February of 99. Then he pops up and he challenges Bob Holly because Bob Holly won the hardcore title. He's talking about how he's better than the job squad, how he's better than all his tag team partners. And that's when Bart Gunn comes out. He's like, what do you mean weak tag team partners? And it's like, okay, are we going to get Bart versus Bob? Nope, we're going to get Bart versus Butterbean. And then Bart gets knocked out, and then he heads to All Japan Pro Wrestling for a couple of years. Um, and and that's about excellent. it. Yeah. And excellent, yeah. Um, in fact, he does a shoot fighter type gimmick in All Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, then we yeah, have... Uh, that must have been revolutionary over there. Yo, yeah, of <laughs> shoot, course. <laughs> a, shoot fighter, a shoot fighter gimmick in Japan? Yeah, who would think of oh it? Oh, my God. Exactly. That, then we have another kind of a clusterfuck of a match. We have Mankind versus Big Show, where the winner becomes the referee later on that night. Mankind the wins. Most, I think I think that referee spot is the most coveted referee spot in the history of wrestling. It was. <laughs> it's it, it the, the the whole build to it was odd. Mankind because it set the be. precedence that if you're the referee, then you're part of the main event. Yes. And, yeah. But then the next year, both guys are in the match, and it's their first main event. Yes, yes, exactly. Hmm. Well, as a wrestler, it well that th- that it's they, well. I mean, it's the same difference. It still doesn't. I know, I know. They they still don't get to the main like, event. In this can you one. say can you say Pat Pedersen main event at WrestleMania one? No, but neither no. one of these guys were in the main event at this year's Mania because um, mankind is taken out. And then Big Show gets um, taken out by security because he turns on Vince McMahon <laughs> afterwards. So neither one I of these guys becomes the referee later on that in that yeah, evening. Yeah. Um, yeah, but my, uh, Mankind does come uh, come out at the end. He does count the three count. But he doesn't play the at the big focal at the beginning of it. It's like it's, yeah, he it's, it's, he it still feels very wasted. Title. Yes, he yeah. doesn't get to raise the top. It's a it's a very wasted. It's match. it's. I think it was something. It was something not for mankind to do. It was something for Big Show to do. Yes, because they wanted yeah. to. They and wanted to showcase also, somehow. he. This is the very first babyface turn of the Big Show in WWF. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, yes, and he's, and he's all and, and wait for it. He's only been there a month. And exactly. while I'm at it, in, in 1999, in 1999 alone. He turn he debuts as a heel in February. He he turns babyface at WrestleMania. Then he turns heel Join. in July of nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Then he turns babyface yeah. again. He in unionizes October. then joins the ministry. Yeah. Yes. He's babyface again in October of ninety nine, and then he's heel again by December. Heel of in January two thousand. Yes. No, December or January. It's uh, a, and, I knew and, he and, out in the, oh, yeah, it was it was January. Yeah, because it was. Um, no, because he was he lost the championship on New Year's Eve or New Year's night. Yes, it was New Year's Eve when he lost the 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 title to Triple H. So it was, but it was it was beginning of January. He turns babies, and then by the by the end of WrestleMania the next year, he's babyface again. Wow. Yep. <laughs> he has more heel turns than down the take of win streak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then actually, just to close out two thousand, he he he. Uh, Returns heel again in July of 2000, and then he's gone again in July of 2000 and sent to OVW. Then he comes back in the Royal Rumble 2001 as a babyface and turns heel turns right heel in the middle in the of the match. match. Yes, and and we will we will have an entire episode devoted to the Big Show babyface and heel turns. Um, 
I don't know if I'm ready for that, but okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's gonna that's gonna need a lot of research from all of us, honestly, because we're yeah. probably gonna miss it. I, I actually mm-hmm. I actually have it written down already. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, 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 I I wrote it down at work one time. I just just for fun, I was writing down every big show, <laughs> Babyface and Hill Turn. <laughs> um, then then we have uh. Katie. Maybe maybe we should uh, maybe we should release that when we have a Patreon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right. Is, uh, that's what the the hip podcasters do these days, right? That's Patreon. Right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, you you can hit us on our Patreon, or you can hit us up on our OnlyFans. You know how it goes. What kind of podcast is this? <laughs> whatever they want it to be. It's kind of the album. Whatever that's, they want. That's it right. To be. Whatever it's- <laughs> um, this next match is also kind of a cluster. It's Kane versus Triple H. The build to it was kind of weird. Um, Kane it's, is corporate Kane. It's a match to get you somewhere. So yeah. Yes, and I'm actually I'm going to lump this together with the Shane and X Pac match because so yeah, Kane is the sympathetic heel in the match. If he turns on the corporation, he gets sent to the mental institution. China turns on Kane and rejoins DX. And then in Shane versus X-Pac, Triple H and China turn on X-Pac and they join the corporation. But Kane never really gets the whole um, mental institution thing again until like a month later. They're, they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then they bring they have Shane bring in like the white coats at one point just for like a one off moment because they're like, hey, yeah. Let, we we forgot that Kane uh, he, he's supposed to be he's supposed to be sent away if he's not part of the corporation. He never gets really fired or he never really officially quits the corporation. He's just like they just keep him around. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he, he after this he's he's like oh, I'm I'm just gonna start hanging out with X Pac after this from now on, and that's basically what they did for that <laughs> summer. Um, then you have a uh, Sable versus Tori. Um, I will uh, like let's just uh, like just the one second here. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, some props for Kane. He is the best masked wrestler to emote. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Yeah, a full a mask covering his entire face, but he still can tell every emotion that he's going. Through. Yes, like that is that that is some method acting. That is some great character work. Absolutely. Um, then we have one of my least Sable versus story. We had that, which is. Um, we have one of my least what, favorite. You don't like the grind? Are you boys ready for the grind? <laughs> yeah. um, this is for all the. Oh, she could. She she was brutal when she would give that line up. Yeah, she was. Um, Undertaker versus Big Boss Man, which had a. It's, yeah. it's it's so so the match, but the the thing that people remember is Boss Man being hung afterwards by the brood and at the time I was just I didn't even really care for it then and it still doesn't make sense now especially knowing that Undertaker that the higher power he was worshipping was Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon had the big boss man do this and which... yet the Undertaker was feuding with Vince McMahon oh, the, the, don't be talking about I'm swear booking now hey rock your brain it's well <laughs> the, 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 that's why I always um... dock the ministry because the whole journey winds up being 
pointless because it's like, oh, I did this to get back at Austin. It's like, wait a second. But at the time, Austin wasn't even champion yet. Rock was champion. It's like, uh, what's the deal with all of this? It's like, it would make sense to activate that uh, the ministry after Austin gets the title. It's not yes. like when you think about it that it's such a deep-rooted, like, long con that he started the ministry before the Royal Rumble, which he yeah. didn't know Austin was going to win, which he was... Is, I mean, it shows you that he's like... Uh, that Vince McMahon is a diabolical, you know, devilish son of a bitch, but it's... <laughs> it's just... You know, there were things that didn't make sense. No. Was just and, and, th- and then you have the poor brood. The brood's like... They're like, yeah, we really love this vampire stuff. And they, they, they get kicked out before they even find out that the person they're worshipping isn't even a vampire, isn't even Satan. It's Vince McMahon. And it's like... It's, <laughs> the, the, poor, the poor brood's probably like, like, man, I'm glad we left this group. It's like, they're a bunch of posers. Let's go back to the mall and hang out a hot topic, y'all. It's like... Uh, no, we love... Uh, yeah, no, we love... Uh, we love, like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> the hot topic thing caught me like they probably yeah. would be a hot topic <laughs> it's like even like we love torturing unless it's uh, unless we are the ones being tortured which when you think about it goth and vampires would not have had a problem with that. yeah yeah <laughs> and then uh we have the main event which is actually a, a good match the Honestly, probably the only match that really makes sense on this card. Um, the only match that really tells a story on this card outside of, you know, the odd referees. Um, but Steve Austin winning the WF Championship from The Rock. Um, good match. Austin came out in his t-shirt instead of a vest. Um, but what did you think of WrestleMania 15, Pete? Um, I think it was a bit of a clusterfuck mania in my eyes. Um uh, that was actually the, ti- the tagline, WrestleMania, the cluster. <laughs> the cluster. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed a little bit all over the place for me. Um, like I say, the only match that did make sense was Austin Rock, which also led on to many other great matches that they had amongst themselves. Um, uh, this, uh, this WrestleMania is the one that tells you that, you know, well, Vince Russo did not know what he was doing. Yeah, absolutely. We can blame him for this one. Um the, the brawl for all. I, I, why? There was that. Uh, why do? Why did we need to see that for a, for it to lead to a man get knocked out in thirty five seconds? Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Guess is a boxing fan, and he hated it. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did. I didn't get it. I didn't get it at all. I don't. I don't see it. Yeah, I kind of. I kind of get it a little bit with the whole the wrestler versus the boxer because it's always been teased amongst the years. You know, bet- uh, uh, you know, on films and people talking about and that but it did no no um the, the um the, uh, unpopular opinion i guess mankind big show i did kind of like that match because i like um how badly mankind can take a beating yeah. and just get on with it like i always remember the choke slam on the chair that was pretty brutal but the one for me um when he got he he got a big show in the mandible club but he was on his and then he just dropped back <laughs> full weight on mankind. I was yeah. like, even thinking about it, I'm cringing. I was like, that guy was like 500 pounds back then, and you just took his entire weight on your torso. How are you not? Uh, how have you not punched a lung or broke the ribs? Yeah. And then he comes out and he's the referee for the. Uh, I know I couldn't remember which, which match was it again. Main event. The main event. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And, and then he just comes out. I was like, Jesus Christ. I know he's at uh, the Dead in the Cell and all that. That was pretty bad as well. But I don't know. I just cringed at that match because of the brutality. Um, and I also oh, thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the brutality. <laughs> Um, I also thought it was pretty cool that because he was the referee, he didn't even get changed. He just sort of spray painted <laughs> the shirt he got on. Although that was quite fun. Um, didn't they the ta- have like some shenanigans going between them on Sunday Night Heat before yes, that? Yes, yeah. Was... Uh, ah. yeah. Like um, Paul White uh, was waiting for Austin, but Mankind came out and uh, and they fought, and Austin just you know. Yeah, they kept right. they kept showing. Uh, at first they had like a shot of like Paul White waiting by the um the parking lot ramp and then they had him like sitting down at like a like like a chair like like contemplating life like hmm should i leave this company in 25 <laughs> did I, years did, 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 hmm. I, did, did i make the right decision <laughs> jumping from wc mm-hmm. um yeah the um the hell in a cell match I, i'm just looking at it now under 10 minutes for a hell in a cell match yeah quite quite uh, shocked yeah, it wasn't. It was probably one of the worst. It was um, more than enough. Yeah, um, I think there was the hanging at the end that just sort of stuck out for everyone. The match really didn't mean much to me. Um, Shane McMahon's first WrestleMania competing and winning. Um, yeah, go figure that. Yeah, it was just the main event, really, wasn't it? Everything else was just. It was just there for the sake of it. I didn't think it was. One of the greatest manias I've seen. It's it's down there, you know. It's, it's it's in the bottom half of my list anyway, for sure. But this was a Vince Russo era, so you know, blame him for it. <laughs> so yeah, bro, bro. <laughs> now we got bro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my two cents on it. So I will pass it on to my good mate James. What do you Thanks, think? Mate. Oh, he's his good mate now. <laughs> ah. right, yeah. right. I'm just with the fact. I see what's happening here. <laughs> I'm better than the best. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't remember anything about this mania, and I watched it live. <laughs> it, it was a lot. It was a lot. All I remember is the main event. That's all I really remember about it. And, 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 and of course, the hell in the cell. Because you can't forget that I'm taking with the dark thing coming out there. Like he's. Facing the boss man in the hell of a cell, and like then the hanging, which I'm like, I have a problem with the hanging because it's you know it's attitude era, but I'm like, really mm-hmm. doing this to the other takers? <laughs> <laughs> you could just throw him in the main event or something. I don't know. They were trying, <laughs> they were the... trying to make the Undertaker as evil as they possibly could. <laughs> yes, yeah. they could. Yeah, yes, sacrifice like. You know, kind of like sacrificing, like even before he formed the ministry, he was gonna embalm Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that and it's just a lot of things, and it's, 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 I have questions. You know, just like why was Ivory with with D'Lo and Test? <laughs> <laughs> I remember why with D'Lo. Yeah, she, 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 she joined yeah. up with D, uh, with a. Uh, she joined up with D'Lo because he needed protection from PMS because PMS kept messing with him um, because um, they blamed D'Lo for Terry losing her baby um, and so they kept messing with him from December like '98 to about February '99. That's when Ivory came in to to help him out. 
Okay. It's just, just, just weird. And you could say Dilo needed that glow. Yes. No. And and we have to talk about his future tag team partner, the Chaz Download. Let's not even bring that up again. Um, and Shaming Man versus X Pack. I'm like, uh, Jesus. <laughs> you know what? All I can say is. Let's well, move on. I got like that, uh, with an attitude like that, you'll never survive on the mean streets of Greenwich. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by no, the way, I, right. I, I, I love the uh, the the video packages and the build up for uh, yeah. the Main Street Posse. Yeah. The thing is, because of, because of my skin my uh, skin color, I probably wouldn't be allowed in Greenwich, but it's okay. Oh. Speak the truth. I'll take that there. Speaking the truth, yes, everybody, I'm on top. Is that why you keep calling everyone a goomba all the time? Uh, and so I, grenades. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I thought you were going to bring up Sicilians, which would be True Romance. <laughs> true Romance, our movie of WrestleMania twenty of uh, WrestleMania fifteen. <laughs> hey, 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 uh, hey. Uh, you done? Don't don't make me quote Gary Oldman, one of the best <laughs> one of the best actors. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, okay. like you can never go wrong with quoting Gary Oldman in anything, honestly. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But in in, in true romance, Joe know what I'm saying. <laughs> Joe know what I'm saying. <laughs> but it was it was a WrestleMania, and I can tell you now, during this time in what 1999. Yep. I can tell you now, people's doing uh, WWE pay-per-view parties. You get together and you pitch in the pay-per-view so everybody had a good time. You don't think of like, man, what a shitty pay-per-view. You're like, man, that was great, and then move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was Crash TV at its finest. It was. Yes. Yeah. That's basically what it is, you know. Uh, so I'm moving on to Master Heater, and he'll tell us how wonderful this pay-per-view was and very... Big words and highly detailed things. Go. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was guess the tagline for this WrestleMania was the Asian climax. And yeah, it was. No it either. It was yeah, it, but no it was. It was like when you see it on the poster, they would say WrestleMania 15, and then right below they tried the region climax. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like none of these stories climaxed. Well, I, I, I think I think uh, for a lot of people they might have climaxed with Sable and Tori. I was just gonna. Oh, God, <laughs> just I, I was I was building up to that. I was gonna say the uh, like the only climax that happened was during the grind. <laughs> Bring that grind yeah, up, Massey. Damn you, Joe. Uh, <laughs> new rule. You don't talk while I'm talking. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this was... I I don't want to say they felt inconvenienced going into WrestleMania. Like, oh, we got to put the, up it on this show as well. And once again, guys, I'm, so, I'm sorry to say this, but I'm disappointed. <sighs> what well, no, we do this time, Matthew? No mention. No men, uh, Pete, 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 Pete already knows. I can say. Uh, Pete, Pete Rose. From the, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> no mention of the San Francisco chicken, which turned out to be Pete Rose. 
Oh, and you didn't talk about boys and men doing the singing, yeah, boys uh, sing, and men. Uh, singing American and Beautiful. Okay, Wait, they were hot men, singing tonight. Yeah, but that was WrestleMania 14, though. No, that was this one, right? No, WrestleMania yeah, 14 see, was see, the DX yeah. band. <laughs> you <Yeah>. see, <laughs> I got him, Joe. We got him. Got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I didn't mention Boyz II Men. How many Hall of Fame rings did they have between the four of them? <laughs> um, well, if if, if they ever exactly. get to the Hall of Fame, they'll have four of them. Exactly. How many gold records at the, they at got? the moment? At the moment, did they have any? Neither does Lawrence nope. Taylor Thank at you. the moment. Thank you. Yeah, but he's the but but you guys already mentioned Lawrence Taylor, so no harm no foul. Oh, and he, sorry. <laughs> what are we arguing about? Anyways, <laughs> you guys keep like the, looking at the darkness of this WrestleMania, like how bad and how gloomy it is, and and no one mentions like bright spots like Pete Rose coming out. <laughs> bright spots. <laughs> And attack. Oh yeah. What? You, know what? you want to tell me you were you you you're gonna sit there and tell me you did not like uh, did. you did not pop when Pete, when it turned out to be Pete Rose attacking I Kane. I did. I, I I didn't even remember Pete Rose being in any WrestleMania until you bring it up. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I see. You're setting me up for disappointment again. Like next week. Next week. And the week yeah, after uh, that, when we discuss the Hall of Fame, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. that's what I do, Master. You and uh, also uh, next week when we talk about how he wasn't at WrestleMania 18, but he was on a No Mercy Halloween commercial. Oh, yeah. They don't need Pete Rose it's anymore. Like a, you're the sucker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought Pete we were going to save killed. it for our Halloween episode. But... <laughs> well, we have a whole month of Halloween. <laughs> Man, yeah. I can't wait for that Christmas thing. I believe in the power of Santa Claus. You know, you know, you know, you know. In December, we're gonna have a whole episode dedicated to uh, to uh, to the whole Santa uh, to the Santa Claus, right? Yes. Santa sleigh. Santa sleigh. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no. yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about actual legit Santa movies. You know, yeah. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Not which is Santa Slay. Santa Slay is a, it's an awesome flick. It's, it's a movie that takes the premise of Santa Claus and turns it on its head. What more do you want? Joe, I, I believe you. The only way I'm going to watch that is if it's on Joe Bob. Very telling that you said that he had to say, Joe, I believe you. Like, what am I? Uh, like, what am I? A sneak oil salesman? <laughs> no, when Joe says a good movie, he's not going to be joking like you. Remember, Master Heater, you the jokester also. Like you said, you can't take me serious half the time. I can't take you serious half the time. When did I joke about a good movie, sir? Mohammed, <laughs> Mo- 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 no, I challenge you. Mohammed a few weeks ago <laughs> told me, he was like, he's like, I think you're really going to love the Wrong Turn remake. And last night I watched it and I was like, man, Mohammed is right. I love this Wrong Turn remake. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I never say you joke about movies, but so you so so you things. get your uh, you get your movie uh, your movie recommendations from Joe. Guess who gets his, who he gets his <laughs> recommendations from? I get, my, I get it from all three of y'all. Okay, yeah. so stop. It. You see this right here? You see this right here? That means I'm the ref. Damn it! <laughs> mankind being the referee for the, 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 the main event. Uh, see, see, I bring it back. <laughs> see. Anyway, so the movie for WrestleMania 15, I guess it's Santa Slay now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> and Santa's uh, with muscle, too. Let's don't forget that. Let's put that double feature there, too. Oh, shit, that is yeah. true. 
yeah. I can throw a flag on that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember anything about Sanders with, uh, with muscle except that he had amnesia. I don't remember much of it. I, I just know Hogan was in it. There, there you go. <laughs> well, that, that's for, that, that's for an episode I, I, I coming thought, up. I, I thought I was going to be scolded. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, continue, so, Yeah. So you're talking more about everything else up this page of so yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying I'm trying not to. <laughs> you know. um, I will say the whole, uh, like, Triple H and China, and China, like, you know, reuniting and then turning on DX does one of the things that really guts me in movies or 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 TV shows where there's this big reveal where it was well done that promo yeah with that promo where they had before X-Pac's match with Shane McMahon or like they were all together and mm -hmm. they seem more united than they ever were and and that promo means nothing now because Triple H was putting on an act all the time yeah the Rebo which is which is which is excellent drama by the way but yeah just, you know uh boy, I guess we got uh, we got to talk about Undertaker versus Big Boss Man. I'll just say the two guys, the two guys just don't match well. It happens. Yeah. I mean, Undertaker's uh, I worst WrestleMania match, man. It it is Undertaker's worst WrestleMania. Even <laughs> over WrestleMania nine, shocking. Yes. You know why? Because WrestleMania nine. You come away with the chloroform. You come away with him coming back from the DQ and then uh, beating up uh, Gonzalez. This one, I it uh, this one, I think it has one of the flattest leads to a tombstone ever mm -hmm. in an Undertaker match. It just you know it just doesn't match. It's by all means Undertaker should have just walked through Big Bossman had had this match a three minute long and it would have given the same effect even a better one. But it was just a forgettable match. It's, I mean, it's forgettable for layman's. I mean, like I remember Big Bossman, you know, handcuffing the Undertaker to the cage, and then Undertaker just fall, dropping to his, dropping to his knees, and the and the cuffs just breaking. So, nothing could go right in this match. No. I, I will say that it has one of my favorite, you know, Jerry Lawler's uh, zingers where. Michael Paul said, "This is not your typical uh, steel cage match. You can get your finger caught uh, caught in there." <laughs> and Lawler just goes off on him, "Get your finger caught in there." <laughs> you mean the cage that we saw mankind uh, fall off of, fifty feet uh, through a table? You're worried about someone getting his finger caught? In there? <laughs> and that is who cool take Matt Peter. Worst Hell in a Cell match. This or Hell in the Kennel? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've only seen the kennel from hell only once. Same. But... Oh, Weirdly, it's funny you should say that because both. You know what's the common denominator here? Boss man, I know that's why I brought. Yeah, him. yeah. Rest, yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the kennel. Uh, I don't know. I don't classify the kennel from hell as a hell in a cell match. It's. Oh, it, 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 just, it's it, it's it, just bad. Yeah. Undertaker versus Big Bossman was forgettable. This one is uh, the kennel from Hull is just bad. <laughs> yes. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And the hanging was the hanging was a spec well, was a spectacle, honestly. It's 
I think it's the same by the same virtue of WrestleMania 13. It's the second most mem- memorable, you know, visual from the from the whole WrestleMania show. Austin versus Rock was good. Uh, real, uh, it's like you liked it. I I always found it weird that Austin came out in a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. It turns out I think I think it was later revealed that his vest was stolen or yeah, something or, like that. Right? Something like that. And the Rock just getting in Austin's face was was cool. The, like before the match mm-hmm. happens and. <clears throat> Yeah, it's also the first time someone kicks out of the stunner. I think it right? might have been actually. Yeah, because I remember in his autobiography, The Rock like talks about how big of a deal that was, and he said like, "I want to kick out of the stunner, and I want you to kick out of the rock bottom." And they did a once in a lifetime spectacle. Of course, four years later, they kick out of three of each. Yeah. <laughs> Good match. Loved seeing Earl Hubner, you know, celebrate because he was coming back from a life-threatening injury or a Caesar Stone. Sorry. But I think Vince McMahon stole that the, the end of the show, you know, when he said, son of a bitch, you think that's your belt? That's my belt. Yeah. And you don't deserve yeah. it. And also, shame on all of us, we all forgot about Shawn Michaels being in that uh, involved in there. Oh yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, I, I, I totally forgot. Yeah, the thing is, when when people have multiple matches at WrestleMania, I think the most recent one, I think about was it the Houston one? Was that? Yeah, and the Houston was the one in the middle. Yeah, Houston was yeah. their best. I think Houston was their best match. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. See, because just because the thing is, they don't change gimmicks or looks, so they all merge together. So when I'm thinking. When I'm thinking of the match, I'm thinking, no, that's Houston. That's not what they first time doing. It. So it just it throws me off. That's all. Just shall say, poor of a pay per view. in Houston next week, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we'll say also another piece of video that I really want to get my hands on is that WrestleMania Rage Party. Same. Yeah. That was so good. Like, uh, I remember, like, I always laugh when, you know, they show that uh, they show. The highlights of it during WrestleMania, and then I always laugh when uh, you know Vince McMahon and the Stooges are like all looking at Kane, and uh, Vince is like, "Loosen up, it's a party." Uh huh. <laughs> it was that was cool. And with that, these are my thoughts on WrestleMania 15. It's definitely like if you wanna like get a feel for what WrestleMania is, I would not recommend this one. No, <laughs> no, not at all. No. This might no. be the least recommended WrestleMania, honestly. I, I, well, I would say, the main say maybe event. nine. I think the I think the main event saves this, and I do love. I think yeah, the and Triple it H was Children. built completely around the uh, around the main event. It was, yeah, so. and on, honestly, the buildup wasn't necessarily bad. It was just kind of clustered. If if you look at Royal Rumble, they had a great idea of where they were going. But then from St. Valentine's Day Massacre on, it kind of got clustered together because originally it looked like they were going to be blowing off, you know, like a big like DX versus Corporation feud, Austin versus the Corporation, Taker versus the Corporation. Um, it looked like there was a lot of stuff they were going to be blowing off or moving people around into new feuds and possible heel and face turns. 
but really they only succeeded in getting the title back on Austin and turning Triple H heel, which definitely changed the course of 1999 and 2000. Um, so I think those are the only really two successes that they had off of the show. Um, I mean, yeah, Austin versus Rock was what you expected it to be. You know, Austin got screwed out months earlier. He finally needs to get the title belt back. Um, and then, you know, post-Mania, it just gets odd between Mania and King of the Ring. It's a very odd three-month period. Um, 1999 yeah. in general is an odd year in wrestling. 99 um, is like, yeah. 99 is like, a twi- I don't know, it's a weird alternate universe Twilight Zone type of eras. But it's still, the, the ratings were still through the roof that year. Um, and they remained through the roof for about two years still after this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> It's because they were doing a lot in a shorter period of time, which is, which is a logical storytelling, but it, it grabs your attention. I guess that's that's what uh that's what that's what not friend of the pod, but in our mind, friend of the pod, Jim Cornette always says that they did too much hot shotting with their storytelling back in the nineties and in the <laughs> Attitude Era. Yeah, and Mr. Cornette is right. Yeah. yeah. Um. And. When he when he acknowledges us, he should know that we always said that we said that he was right. He was right, and we'll find out next week when we have our special guest Charlie from Starkville, Mississippi, on, and he will hook us up with Jim Cornette and the great Brian Last. <laughs> and for anyone listening, though, that is, I, I should probably preface by ending it by saying that that was not a legit thing. Char- Charlie is not. Yeah, Charlie from, <laughs> he will Charlie not be from on here. City is not going to be on here because we don't want the. Uh, yeah, now you're going to piss off the cult. And it's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> it's we, like we're just going to be uh, go. He, they were going to give us breaking news about how he gets so many emails sent in. <laughs> yeah. This was a. This is like that scene from the new guy where you know they had that uh, music uh, music festival and then they printed out these flyers with yeah. Creed on them. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Creed will not be here tonight. Ah, movie movie of the five WrestleManias together. The new guy. That's right. <laughs> well, that's all for WrestleManias eleven through fifteen. We finished up the new generation we're in the heart of the attitude next week we'll be finishing up the attitude era and heading into the ruthless aggression era um when we'll be covering wrestlemania's 16 through wrestlemania's 20 um which actually just saying that out loud we're gonna get some pretty good manias next week actually sure we're about to go too extreme And we're going to be heading to the ruthless aggression. Let me ask you something, uh, Pete. What makes you think? What 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 is it that you have that makes you think you can hang with Kurt Angle? Oh me? Yeah. Um, throw, I think I'm. I'm, throw, I'm, I'm throwing you a line. It's... I, I think this one's gone out of my head. <laughs> you know, you're a certain guy who's going to be a rapper gimmick, and you came out to challenge Kurt Angle. Oh. <laughs> Angle is thinking. Angle is asking you, what, uh, "What do you think you have that's not gonna?" Be oh, the, uh, ruthless thing? aggression. <laughs> there you go. I got there. that in the end. 
I was lost the first two. I thought he was quoting some yeah. WrestleMania thing. I was like, I was like, 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 like yeah, I was like, yeah. That's like what two words you have? You think you can go against Kurt Angle? And that that'd be bad as a safety. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And then you got ruthless aggression, and like you have the Caesar right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, this guy was a terrible promo. I don't, I don't think he was ever. He's ever gonna. He was ever gonna make it. No, no. <laughs> Mind event got it best. <laughs> that, that, that's that's still pretty good. <laughs> No, the the show. No, uh, the show main event. <laughs> oh, no actual main event. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yep. So we'll be back next week. So happy podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah.